conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Another week of Rick and Bubba underway. Programming note, Rick and Bubba best of show on Friday. And then uh, a Rick and Bubba replay on Monday as uh, the nation remembers uh, on Memorial Day. So uh, Speedy out today, but we got uh, he was here for the kickoff hour, but then he is gone for the rest of the show, uh, going to be with his mom today as she will ring the bell ending her cancer treatment. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, we have Helmsy here, the real Greg Burgess. Eddie Van Adler's back to the broadcast plaza and teleport. We have no Zoomers. Uh, so that's uh, that's good news. Everybody back in the studio. Stretch Armstrong also here, our Rick and Bubba University intern, earning his degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Welcome back to Mike number two. There's Bill Bubba Bussy. Welcome out, buddy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. From UAB, Assistant Professor uh, of Medicine in the Division of Infectious Diseases, uh, Dr. Odom uh, returns to the Rick and Bubba show. Dr. Odom, welcome back, and I hope you had a good weekend. Thank you. I did. Happy to be back. How are y'all doing? We're good. Uh, you know, there's a lot going on today. It's probably mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the biggest reopening that we've had across America. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before. We certainly understand that there is no perfect scenario. Um, I, I think that's kind of uh, naive to think we're ever going to get to. You know, we've heard somebody mention they're not going to open their city till we find a cure, which that that just seems bizarre. But uh, I don't know how many times we've ever even done that. But um, and then and then you look at you know I was looking at some of the things you know that you've actually been very involved in, and that's when we went to attack. Uh, you know, the deaths that were being caused all over the world with the AIDS uh, outbreak. And, you know, we never mm-hmm. we never came up with a cure, but we did come up with medications that now people who, uh, who contract AIDS is not a death sentence. So, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. we did, we, you know, there's there's, you know, sometimes we still get to where we can manage something, even if we don't find a cure to it. So uh, so uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's the best example. I mean, that 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 changed, especially in Africa. They lost a generation of people. You know, so uh, so anyway, we we can, we can get to a place that we still manage something, even if we don't find a cure. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I think the compa- there are some things that are similar to the HIV epidemic, which, as you said, I've been working in for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's been about forty years that, since we first discovered HIV, sure. so it's not. Um, it's pretty different from where we are right now with coronavirus. And coronavirus is also really easily spread from person to person. So it's something that you can't control with um, reducing certain behaviors and not doing certain things. It's something that everybody is susceptible to. So, but you're right. I mean, the, the, the fight for HIV has been about getting treatment and working on an effective vaccine, which is the same thing we're trying to do for coronavirus. Yeah. And that was the comparison I was making. Certainly you don't contract it. There's no comparison on the way they're contracted, Mm -hmm. but this, that, that theme of getting like us, we can't leave 
cities shut down until there's a cure. I mean, that, that's not. No, <laughs> the, the cure is too far away. I agree with you. And I don't really hear that many right. people talking about keeping cities shut down until there's a cure. I haven't heard that. Either. Yeah, well, that came, yeah, out, that came, in California. That came out of L.A., but yeah. that's probably more political than reality. <laughs> Dr. Mm-hmm. Jody, what is the latest? How, it looks like uh, what we were reading today nationwide, the number of cases are going down. Uh, even though the case number, I always feel like maybe a little sketchy because they're always not exactly clear on the testing and how that's ramping up. But overall, it looks like we've got good news, right? Well, so we're right worldwide. We're at 4.7 million cases and almost 1.5 million in the U.S. So a lot of cases um, and almost 90,000 deaths. So those continue to rise. Um, What you're seeing in a lot of communities when you look at the rate is there is a decreasing rate in some cities, especially in the Northeast, which was so hardly hit. They've definitely started to come down. But unfortunately, when you look at the rates in the South, when we look at rates in Alabama, we are not seeing that decline in the past few days. We're still seeing the number of cases continue to rise. Um, And there's a lag, like we've talked about before, between when the infection happens and when the cases show up. Um, but we're still being very vigilant, I think, um, uh, to, to watch what happens over the next week or two. When we look at the, some of the, you know, the, the, there's parts of our economy that, that never shut down. Uh, most of that involves your hardware stores and your grocery stores. And we looked at those numbers, and they're, they're gigantic. I mean, there they're, they're are, are over, when you put them all together, I know they're like Kroger and some of these places, and it, it's, it's somehow big a name there are. Some of them have as many as 500,000 employees. Uh, the, low mm-hmm. end, the low end's about 120,000 employees, and they've never, they've never stopped working, and they've probably encountered, there's no telling how many people that, that these hundreds of thousands of employees have encountered on a daily basis, and they've remained open. They've been able to remain open. They, there's certainly no you know, guarantee that someone won't contract, and there certainly have been cases where employees have gotten it and then all of this, but it hasn't been a disaster. And I think that's what we're seeing as far as when you go back to the influenza seasons that we've seen in the past, you know, that we continue to function as a society. You know, you know I, I, I didn't I've – had, I've had, you know, my kids be on a team before that the flu – came onto the team and the team had so many people get it they couldn't even play their next game but they didn't shut down mm-hmm. they didn't shut down the whole season mm-hmm. they didn't shut down the league they didn't shut down the sport same thing with you know workplaces we've had schools that have closed said hey the flu's break, breaking out the school and it's gotten so bad we're just going to shut down uh, and but they didn't shut down schools all over the country and uh, and I think that's yeah. what we're seeing is we have to find a way to live with this because as we've said many times and this is not your area but just talking as you are an american uh that uh, mm-hmm. you know we have to we we you know just in your field we have people in the medical field uh that are are being sent home who are, who are not working on covid-19 but their diabetes patients aren't coming in out, out of fear their heart patients aren't coming in out of fear their cancer patients uh, aren't coming in out of fear and see that's another negative side of all this that we can't continue to do. And, 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 and so there, I think we're learning to live with it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of indirect effects. So we talk about COVID and the cases and the deaths. There's a lot of indirect effects for people not getting care for their heart attack, for children who are not in schools, for parents who can't work. These are all very important to measure and not inconsequential. And as the time goes on, 
those start to build, and we'll be looking at that, um, counting exactly all of those, too. Those are very important for us to understand. I would say that those essential workers on the front line at Kroger and the grocery stores, we need to have them there, right? We, we need those to stay open, just like we need our clinics to be able to be open to see patients who are sick. But we can put place things in place like the plastic barriers so that when you go to the post office, you're not coughing on them directly, like masks when you go out. So I think that's what everyone is talking about now. It's not a stay open or be closed. It's not a black and white dichotomy. It's how can we be open and do what we need to do to protect ourselves and those frontline workers. That's right. Dr. Jody, let me ask you two questions and and, uh, that I'm getting bombarded with. One, people want to know what, what is our flu count? You know, we, we're, we're keeping up with the corona. Do we have a resource to see how many people have just had the flu? And I went to the CDC page, and I couldn't find it. They were saying between twenty and 60,000 people. I mean, that's a pretty big window. Uh, so uh, do they track that or not? And the other thing is on the vaccine. I know the president said that we're having a, um, uh, you know, an all-out hands-on uh, Manhattan speed. Project type of uh, effort in this. What What is the latest on that, and what do you expect to come from that? Yeah, so the first question about flu, the, the best source for flu numbers is a CDC called the Flu View. So if you type in F-L-U-V-I-E-W, that gives you the counts of flu by state and what the cases have done over this whole Uh, 2019 2020 season so i don't have the numbers in my head this morning of exactly what that case count is um, but many of those are confirmed influenza cases and you can look at it comparing women to men children and adults that information is on there Um, as far as the vaccine it definitely is all hands on deck right everybody in the world wants to have an effective vaccine and the idea of getting everyone to work together as opposed to being in separate teams but figuring out how to do this well and quickly is really really important so i like the idea of not waiting to have a vaccine to start to build their production facilities that will need to ramp up to millions of doses that's smart that means that we're not wasting time. When we have the vaccine, we can get going immediately at producing it at a large, large level. So I like the idea of the sense of urgency and bringing everyone together. That's all the right thing. That's what we need to do. Dr. Odom, we'll be right back. Um, some other questions that we'll, we'll ask and anything that you want to update on that we're not asking, of course, let us know that uh, as well because I want to make sure you get to cover everything you want to cover today uh, if you've got some outside of what we're asking. Uh, We'll be back. Dr. Odom is with us, and uh, we'll continue to talk and get updates uh, as we, as she said, are learning how do we live with this and uh, and do the best job of protection. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It's 22 minutes now past the hour talking to... uh, Dr. Jody Dion Odom from UAB. She's been so kind to come give us updates. Uh, UAB, of course, on the forefront of trying to uh, continue the research to combat COVID-19. Uh, and uh, she joins us again this week. So uh, we, we did update, and uh, Dr. Odom did say, you know, we, we acknowledge that we are all are kind of moving. There's, you know, there's all kinds of agendas and propaganda and, and politics involved in some of this now, but uh, in the middle of just hey let's let's talk about reality that is we've got covid-19 it's here we're trying to figure it out we're trying to minimize the the deaths and minimize the issues but we acknowledge we have to go back to we got to learn to live with it 
and minimizes minimize its devastation as much as we can. And uh, so that that's what we're doing. But I want to ask you this, Dr. Odom. There's all sorts of discussions out there about how a COVID-19 death is officially being documented. There's been some people in the medical field that have said, hey, up to April 2nd, it was pure. After April 2nd, we the, the CDC changed the guidelines that they sent to us. So the numbers after that, we even had one doctor suggest that if you had COVID-19 and you were killed in a car wreck, it would go down as a COVID-19 death. Is that exaggerated? Is it somewhere in between, or is there no truth to that? Yeah, so the the date that I know, I think it was around April 14th, and that was the day that the CDC took the recommendation of all the state public health epidemiologists across the country to change the definition to include not just confirmed COVID cases where someone had a test that was documented positive, to include people who had probable COVID. So someone in a nursing home where there was a COVID outbreak, someone with fever and pneumonia who didn't have a COVID test. So that is one change in the definition that happened in April that led to some changes in the numbers. That said, after that branch point on April 14th, when they put that in place, it hasn't changed since then. So you may see a difference if you look before April 14th and now, um, but over time in the future, we're not, it shouldn't, I hope, change again. So we will be comparing apples to apples. The problem comes up when you have something like you're describing. What if someone has a, a car accident and also has a COVID test that's positive. How do you code that? Obviously, the death was caused by the car accident, right? That was the immediate cause of death, and that's what you'd put on the death certificate. Whether or not you put COVID on there as a contributing factor, something the person also had, is in the guidance to doctors on how to fill a death certificate out. So the, the guidance would now say, list car accident as the cause of death, but list COVID as something else the patient had, along with diabetes, along with hypertension. See what I mean? Yeah, right. and, yeah. and, you know, we're not obviously not doctors or anywhere close to that, but it just it, it seems strange that it, it doesn't seem scientific when you, you go away from the pure numbers to me and say, well, you know, their family probably had it or somebody probably – it just it seems like you're – you're tampering with the numbers a little bit. And if I'm not mistaken, Dr. Jody, didn't Dr. Burke even bring this up last week? Mm-hmm. Seemed like she kind of broke ranks with Fauci on this and said, look, we're these numbers are not right anymore. Yeah, I, I heard that quote, and I'm not exactly sure what she was looking at or which number she was talking about when, that, when, when she said that. So I can't totally explain what that was about. Um, I, you're right in the sense that when you're including confirmed and probable, the probables you're not certain about, right? right? You suspect, but you're not certain. So there is more uncertainty in those numbers than just looking at the confirmed. And if you want, you could just look at confirmed over time and use that as your measure. But when you're in the middle of, pan- of a pandemic and you have thousands of people dying, you often want to understand exactly what the impact is on your community. And if you, let's say you're testing 1% of the population, you're going to miss a lot of the deaths that are caused by COVID just because you aren't testing all of them. So there's error on either side. Dr. Jody, you, you mentioned too, uh, there are at least 100, maybe more vaccine tests going on right now some of them even ramping up production before the results come in so that we have some momentum to get these out when you have that many tests uh, or that many different drugs and they're all who will decide what vaccine people are given 
Will that will will every doctor have their own choice? Will the CDC narrow it down and say, well, these are our top three or Fauci's group? Who who will decide which one is actually the one that we vaccinate people with? Yeah, so I would say that what the best case scenario, imagine if we could bring these 80 vaccine products forward and identify three that were really effective, Mm -hmm. very effective, very safe. They all work in a variety of age groups. That would be awesome. What would then happen is the recommendation would come forward from the vaccine agencies that these are all considered equivalent. They're all effective at preventing COVID. And then the, the question would be, how can we make this available? So depending on what type of vaccine it is, it may be a vaccine that takes six months to produce or six weeks to produce, or less or more time, depending on the production. And then it would be, the problem would then turn into how can we get these three vaccines to as many people as possible. So it's not that there needs to be just one. Hopefully there's going to be more than one. And it's not that someone is going to um, decide one over the other based on something other than science. This is really carefully done based on the data to figure out, are these equally good? And if they are, move forward with all of them. And I guess uh, some people might not respond to one, but they might respond to the other, right? I mean, when you get, you talk about 300 million, you might, one may not work exactly like it did during a limited test, right? Exactly. It may not. And the other thing they may do is they may have some, for example, that are made specifically for older people. They may have a higher antigen level to get a better immune response. Since we know it can be harder to get an immune response in an older person. So the decision may be, let's save this vaccine for the older adults, since we know they're the ones who need it the most. That's a a good example of how you might um, give some to some groups and not others. Prioritization. Yeah, well, and again, you know, I understand we want to have catchy phrases, but me, the word warp speed when it comes to vaccines <laughs> makes me actually nervous, <laughs> yeah, not comfortable, uh, because I, I don't know that things like this you're going to eject into people should be rushed. Uh, no, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. We need people to know that this is going to be safe and effective, and we're not going to, that's not going to be compromised. I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much uh, for taking time to be with us. We sure have enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully uh, this will be one of those things that we can look back and learn so much from. For it won't be the you know this is not the last one. Sadly, we'll we'll ever face, but we're learning a lot during this process. Thank you for taking time, Doctor. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll be back bottom of the hour. Eight six six. We be big. More of the Rick and Bubba show coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. 35 minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com for all the information that you can possibly find about this great product. You know, we got uh, Becky who sent us a great email out of Missouri. You know, it's all natural. She said, look, I've experienced chronic pain in my lower back for 20 years. I'm talking about climbing steps. Something as simple as that uh, was extremely difficult. I tried every kind of massage therapist, chiropractor, you name it. Um, but even light exercise would cause my back to spasm. Tried the over-the-counter stuff, hot packs, cold packs, electronic stimulation. The the, the the list just goes on and on. But then I heard you guys talking about Relief Factor, and, of course, I was skeptical about it. But I thought, what have I got to lose? 
Well, the pain, apparently. Uh, she said, although it's it's not completely gone, uh, I've been taking it for seven weeks, and it has completely changed my life. It, it's much more manageable. Uh, I'm 50 years old. I felt like I was 80, but I feel back like I'm, I'm younger again. Uh, I've got my life back because of Relief Factor, and maybe this will have the same response with your situation. It's all natural, so you don't have to worry about the side effects. Four botanicals that work naturally uh, you know, to help the body with its response to inflammation. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can go to rickandbubba.com under the sponsors. We'll send you three weeks of it for nineteen ninety five, and in that three-week period, you should know whether it's helping or not. Uh, so I guess last dance, uh, it was the last dance of the last dance. Last dance of the last dance. You know, that thing has killed me now for what, five Mondays in a row. Well, but it, it is so good to have something to go back and look at. And it, and it's insightful. We lived through that, so we knew mm-hmm. a lot of that. But it was good to go back and see it. I wish they'd have quit that forward and backwards thing. Man, I, I got confused <laughs> one we, time. I didn't know where I was so at. So we just start when he arrived in the league and go all the way through 98. Went, well, it I, got a little artsy-fartsy there along the way. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you you get through that, and it, it was really – I thought it was very well done. It was insightful. Um, uh, ESPN – you know, tried to accommodate everybody. They 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 had a raw version and they had a censored version, so you could pick which one you wanted to hear. And uh, somebody, you, somebody, tell me if I'm right on this, okay? Because I don't know. I don't have the Disney app, you know, because I, I don't have small kids anymore. But I know there's some good stuff on the Disney thing. Maybe yeah. I'll get it. I don't know. But somebody said the Disney app has it as well, and it's cleaned up even more. Well, I don't know about that, but okay. I know they all because own. Disney and ESPN, you know, like yeah. we said, we're all all in the see, ABC. I haven't. I've got Disney Plus. I haven't looked at it to see if it's on there. Um, Somebody tell me that because, like you said, Bub, you got the Raw on the big channel. Yep. You got the PG thirteen on the ESPN two, and then you. Somebody said this, but Disney. I do know that you can you can combine like do a deal and do Disney Plus, ESPN, and something yeah. else all wrapped up in one. And if you do that, that may be part of maybe it. that's know. it. I don't Hams, know. Did you see both of them? I only saw one. My routine is to watch the first one and then save the second one until Monday. See, I did, I wanted to do that, but I just once it started rolling, mm-hmm. I couldn't leave it. Yeah. I was drawn in. I'm just uh, we're also wanting to see some sort of sports. And, oh, I know. Well, and, NASCAR filled that void yesterday, so I wasn't so that's right. Apt to yeah. that was weird. Stay up, empty track. Plus, I'm telling you, I, I'll take that melatonin, and if I don't, right, it's it's I'm on I'm timing it down because I <laughs> it's like a clock <laughs> counting backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know tick, if, I, tick, if I take it at 8.35, 8.40 by 9.05, I'm out. Well, I know what you're doing, and you, we're realizing this. As we're getting older, even you know, I can operate pretty much on six and a half hours. Yeah, that's me, yeah. But, but, you know, I would prefer to try to get seven, but six and a half I can operate on. I, I'm at the point now that if I can't get that, then then I will not do – what what is out there? You know what I mean. It's, it's like because I don't. I, it's not worth the way you feel. It's not. You know what I mean. It's, it's really it's, it's not. Like, you feel horrible. Yeah, feel it horrible. so impacts my yeah, next day. Right. Yeah, I just can't. Right. So so uh, so I can go to ten at the time I have to get up and yeah. still get my six. See, nine is my my yeah. spot, and so I, I stay with it. But I now on a regular night I won't go to ten. But but on Sunday night I'll go to ten. Yeah. How do you uh, looking back at the whole Jordan story? We'll talk about the end of it because I think that's its own its mm. own thing. But it was it was funny to me to see. Uh, you know, we all knew he was talented, but you know he he had a drive and a demand of professionalism from himself and the people around him. I I was not aware of that mm-hmm. as much as what this showed. Mm. Yeah, he and the fact his brother was better than him at basketball when they were little. Now, if you're right. that guy today, what do you? How do, yeah, what yeah, do you, what yeah. do you, you go? I could. Yeah, well, you know yeah. what I could have done. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> I've heard that too. That that's kind of like the guy that's really good in little league and yeah. then never gets on the field on varsity. Isn't it yeah, how you know it changes, how yeah. it changes. Yeah. Well, people fun? grow, people get better. You yeah. know, people. Some I people... immediately thought of three people that I could have named. Yep, they were unbelievable oh, when yep. they were twelve. Oh yeah, and never even stepped foot on. And the, field. the awkward kid that didn't play much was the starter on varsity, and yes. they they stood over and watched him yes. play. Yep, uh, because it it's just everybody develops yeah. in a different way. Some people max out in little league. And uh, but but anyway, the um, the competitive drive, yeah, that they made that very clear. And I know that sometimes for some, like when he got emotional, that could rub some of them the wrong way in a moment. But then when they realized, if you were smart enough and, and man enough to realize, he was trying to get you to play as hard as he was going to play. Yeah, and, and that's uh, hard and, to do. And he was he was like you know you and and the fact that he was one of the coolest things I love was that Steve Kerr thing last night when. You, 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 where they found this footage, like, you know, of course, I don't remember all of it. It's hard for me to remember, like, when in the last game when Pippen hurts his back and you do see him dunk that first time and come down yeah. on his back oh, and, yeah. he, and he grim and he has yeah. that, he, he has that, he wince and he, you see he's in a lot of pain. And then that time uh, that uh, you see Jordan put the Gatorade cup up his mouth and look over to Kerr, and he knows the camera's on him. He's trying to say, yeah. hey, be you, ready. Gonna They're going to double team me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And if they do, I'm coming to you. Yeah. You know, and of course, Kerr Kurt... playing it out and making fun of himself was <laughs> yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. I wasn't ready for that. But he Sorry, was Greg. screaming it back. I'll be ready. Yeah. I'll be ready. And well, Jordan's trying to secretly do it. Yeah, yeah I'll be ready if they double team you. Well, but that's see, that's what I'm talking about. Kerr, that's good stuff. That was it like is. a coach talking to Kerr. Yes. Yeah. And so Kerr is wanting Jordan to know <laughs> I will not choke, even though I have, he wasn't having a great game. And he was like, I'll be ready. And it's like he wanted Jordan to know. And Jordan's like, we're trying to keep this down home. Quit hollering, I'll be ready. And he was real aggressive. But, I'll be ready. But, but you know, too, I think from a – Because he drained it. From an, overall, from an overall standpoint, you see when, they, when the Bulls went to a, the triangle offense, which was spread the ball around, yeah. Jordan still had some amazing numbers. Yeah. But, but they were unstoppable. And you see today – and I'll use this comparison to Houston Rockets, where they got one guy that's going to shoot and score sixty a game. But when they get in the playoffs, they get beat because once you stop him, the the rest of the team. It's like the movie Teen Wolf. Nobody's yeah. prepared to shoot. Right. Yeah. You know. That's right. So they were they were smart to do that. Jordan was wise to do that and give up a scoring title or two to win all those championships. But it was I, I really was enlightened on Phil Jackson. I enjoyed seeing that because we didn't know that much about him other than he was a great coach. You talking about was, eleven championships? And it, yeah. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. He can't even wear all of his rings. Greg, he wins six <laughs> at the Bulls, takes a break, comes back and wins five with the Lakers. That's unbelievable. Most people don't He's coach. the number one guy now. <laughs> He's well, one you, more than anybody. <laughs> Phil Jackson, yeah. Greg the Great Zen artist. But didn't didn't he go to New York and couldn't win one there? Well, <laughs> didn't he get bogged down in New know. York? I don't even remember. I'm trying to say there's certain things you have to watch me. I'll try to keep my perfect little picture. Like like to me, Jordan never came back after the end of this. Even though I know he tried to come do this weird thing with the Wizards and all that. He, Rick, yeah. he played two years. Yeah, see, I, one did, year, eighty something games. That didn't that that doesn't that didn't happen in my yeah. The, I, I don't want to. I don't want to remember that. Look I don't at his numbers know. though. He's still. Oh, I'm yeah. unbelievable. Well, it's yeah. It's, it's like the time that somebody showed me that Emmett Smith actually did have a good season for the Cardinals. Yeah, but in my mind, it, I, but it, you it know, never happened. You see, I wanted to see that covered too. Of course, I know this was about the Bulls, but um, you know, the Wizards were terrible. 
And I think that's when Michael just said, look, I'm going to play. we got to do something to win. I, if I have to come back out of retirement again to get this team going, I'm going to try to do it. Well, so, when you get into the psyche of way we've seen on this, you now understand that more. Yeah. That, that makes oh, yeah. more sense to me now. Yeah. That, oh, he, yeah. that he would say, oh, my gosh, I mean, because he's, he's trying. He's a coach on, on the court. And uh, well, his security people were funny yes, too. He does. <laughs> <laughs> well, he demands a lot. <laughs> hey, his security guards were funny too, wasn't he? Oh yeah, all that was that, hilarious. That, the guy with the weird hair. Yeah, you talking about Joe Exotic? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, the, but it, the and then yeah, you know, like you guys talked about in the kickoff hour, and if you missed that, I mean, we've all. Matter of fact, if you listen to Rick and Bubba University this weekend with Doctor Mark Jenkins, he refers to Michael Jordan playing with the flu. Yeah, he 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 brought it up in our conversation, the flu game. Uh, so Sim, is it Simmons? I said Jenkins. Is it Simmons? I, I may say his name wrong, but anyway. But do you hey, remember him? Do, Smith. It's isn't David it? Williams. Dr. David Williams. Williams. Dr. Williams. Yeah, I don't know. Who <laughs> Not, I don't even know if it's David. But Where'd it's, you call Smith? I was I, I, I was I was a few <laughs> more off than I was. Well, you threw me off hey, when you said that name. Guys, I knew that wasn't right. Y'all have me so worried that it's yeah. not Doctor Williams. It's right. You're right. You're it's right. something David Williams. That way, well, I don't remember. Good job. I've never met the guy to this week. Yeah, he had he had Jenkins. Yeah, he had Jenkins and Jenkins from Owens Crossroads. I know Mark Jenkins. Is why I said that. It, it, and it threw I got me news, off. I got news for him. He's hey, not doctor. Rick knocked me off the balance of being concerned. <laughs> but, but the bottom line is, you remember him mentioned it in, in right. the interview, whatever his name is. Yeah. He mentioned it. Williams. It, David Williams. It yes. is. David Williams. He mentioned, David it, Williams. he mentioned that himself. And then all of a sudden, I mean, we, we talked to him on Thursday. He brings up the flu game. Yeah, he did. And, and then we turn right around, and I'm watching uh, the deal, and all of a sudden Jordan tells everybody he didn't have the flu. Basically, I tell you what he's trying to suggest, that some Utah Jazz fans That's exactly what gave him a bad pizza and made him sick. That's what that's what he was saying. Yeah, I want to talk a little more about Phil Jackson. This is this. How about that last scene though? The end of it. We got to talk about that. Yeah, their little meeting and burning the letters in the can. Well, and you know, that. that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> but how about how about George just sitting there? Did you feel like that they were about done? When they won that second repeat, of course, it looked like they were breaking down. Of course, yeah, physically. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We're back. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six, we be big is our number. Go to rickandbubba.com for the O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. You'll see next Thursday evening. Uh, we have a webinar with manchurch.com. We were going to meet in person. Uh, that uh, got complicated, and finally we said, all right, let's just do a webinar. Here's the good news, though. That means anybody in the country can be part of it. It doesn't cost anything to be there. All you have to do is go and register, so you'll be part of the webinar and get the link that you need. It'll be Central Time, 6.30 p.m., Next Thursday night, and we will take you through the process of implementing uh, the manchurch.com and the discipleship strategy. If you're a person who's in uh, men's ministry uh, or you think about starting uh, men's ministry uh, in your community or your church or, or maybe a new game plan, we'll help you with that coming up next Thursday night. Look for that May 28th at the O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So the last dance ending, ended its last episode, and Greg, you just hanging there the best you can. Uh, but, um, you know, we had the thing about the, the flu game. That was weird where Jordan says, no, what happened to me is I was given a bad pizza. Um, what, what was, Not the old bad well, pizza. Well, some of, some, of, some of his entourage – 
said they went to the door. Michael got hungry in the middle of the night. They found one pizza place open. They go to the door, and he said there was like five people delivering the pizza. Now, that's said, weird. He said, which that's not normal, but and he said, they're all trying to look in the room, and they knew Jordan was there. That just showed they knew he was there. Yeah, they wanted to see him. <clears throat> and then, then he said to Jordan, and, and I, I give the entourage credit, I don't feel good about this pizza. Yeah. And and Jordan said he ate every bit of it. No, he says I'm not. He was the only one. Uh, and he said so. I I got food poisoning from that. I didn't have the flu. But then you get down to the end about them talking about how it ended. Bubby, you were going to mention on that. Well, it was just strange. Um, you know, there's all, and it's always this debate. If you've been successful in something, do you go out on top, or do you always want to play one more? Uh, you know, have you done all you can do? And, you know, how they kind of wanted to all come back, but not really. Nobody would get the group up and say, guys, let's do it. I mean, I felt like it was a band, you know. You couldn't uh, round them in. And it it looked like Phil Jackson was probably the one piece of the puzzle that was pushing back because he'd already been told he was going to be fired at the end of the year. And how about that Klaus guy? Mm. I mean, what a goofball. The guy did put together a good team, but he, he had no idea how to manage people, did he? No, he was. You don't. You don't. And it's Kraus, but I mean, it's close. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I had Mark well, Jenkins. Klaus, and he's not good. Either. Well, look, ask Dr. I'm not Mark Jenkins. Hey, I'm not going to uh, say his name right after the way he acted. But <laughs> what did it? And he, I've heard. Hey, I've heard Fauci mm-hmm. today. Well, I've heard uh, Burke today. I said Mark and and oh, I've th- wow. and then this yeah but you know we do the best and the we best can. parts when he's driving a point I know, I know. Well, you can't we look listen when we, we get get, hey we got a physician on yeah you can't have fun with it then you right. just have to let it go right yeah sometimes you let it go sometimes you don't <laughs> but I go back to this whatever his name is he he had the little big man problem yes he did and he and that's that haunted him I'm not saying he wasn't good at his job he obviously was, was. <laughs> well he was good at it one l- time l- for sure little little tiny Jerry Krause. So so anyway, but but the thing was this: when you tell a coach of Phil Jackson's level that he's fired before the season starts, and then you change your mind because they win again, and you think, and then you go back and say, "Well, you've earned the right." Wait a minute. So the the five championships <laughs> yeah, that I've already yeah. won. Oh, I'm sorry. And the one year I took a no Jordan team deep into the playoffs. Yeah. So that that wasn't when I earned you know to mm. stay here as long as I want to. I would have told Phil Jackson, whenever you're ready to leave, you leave. But yeah. until then, yeah. just keep on coaching for me. I, I would have signed him up to a, a you know lifetime contract. Absolutely. Y'all realize Phil Jackson had a run. He coached eight seasons and won six championships. <laughs> In the two years he didn't win it, he didn't have Jordan. Okay, so you're telling me that this guy is you're done, and then you want to come back at the very end and say, "Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't we try to do number seven? So Jordan said he would have tried to do seven. Uh, well, Jack- he wanted to. I don't yeah. think any champion wants to leave until they think they have done all they can do. But here was the problem, and you mentioned it, Bubba. Jackson already, you got a problem because you told Phil Jackson he was fired. Now you tell him he's not. <clears throat> yeah. and, and his five championships, Greg didn't earn him the right. This nah. one did. No, okay, yeah, this, thank this, you. This one did. So then you got problems there, and I think Jackson, who seems to be kind of guy that kind of can sense, he does. I mean, he does a good job handling people. He won eleven championships, guys, at two different teams. Yes, but but wow. then, but then you you had Jordan saying he would have come back, which was a given. But the rest of the team, it was all up in the air. They've already upset Pippen, you know, and then they don't tell the other people they're gonna. They they and you see at the end they did end up getting rid of all of them. So I, I think Jordan, I understand where he was. But I think it was over at this time, and he did finally at one time say, "Now look, we may not have won it again." Right. But you. Right. But I. I, did, I want to kind of want to tell Mike. Mike, I don't think. I think the option of all this same team trying one more time was over. It wasn't going to happen. And uh, and so you. But you just hate to leave it 
like that. You you know, if, well, you, if you get you, beat and you get do, put out, you go, well, we did all we could do. Can and I tell you, though, I'm, I'm, I know, a, little it's, di- it's, I'm a little I different, know. and I say that now. I'm kind of a go-out-on-top guy. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, if you're financially set but and, they, and, and your body, I, I think the wear and tear on this team, they, they look beat up and they look tired. Man, that would, they, they'd, been, they'd been on an incredible run. Well, think about, too, you know, when you go to the playoffs and all the way to the finals, you play a lot longer than the teams oh, that didn't make the playoffs. Close. I mean, they're getting an extra month rest every mm-hmm. year, so mm-hmm. that, that makes a huge difference. How about this, too? After he left, after he retired, um, he joined the New York Knicks as an executive in March 2014. He was dismissed as the Knicks team president in 2017. So after all you've accomplished, you mm-hmm. go and be be the president of the Knicks, and you only make it three years. Mm-hmm. But then that L.A. Laker run, oh baby, well was that before that? that I don't, I don't no, know. I think that was what, the Lake, yeah. what are you talking about? When did he go to the Lakers? After, Phil Jackson. Oh, it was all. It was after. Yeah, it was after the, the Knicks. It was on the other side of the because Knicks, he, right? it was. I believe yeah, it was. After, because he he just ret- he was fired. When was he at the, the Knicks? At the Knicks president in 2017. So it couldn't have been there. Yeah, it was yeah. after the okay. run. Yeah, that was so that. But again, see there you go. Why didn't he go out on top with number eleven? Well, I know, I know. Uh, and how about Jordan? He goes to be eleven the, the guys, GM 11. of the Bullets, and they're terrible. He mm-hmm. gets fired from that job. And didn't know he was going to be fired. He said he was shocked by being fired. Yeah. He was so bad he turned him into the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> and he's majority owner of the Hornets now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he should. I don't guess he can fire himself now. <laughs> well, you you know what you also discover is what we've always talked about. Same thing with broadcasting or whatever as far as sports broadcasting. Just because you were really good at one phase of the industry doesn't mean you're good at all phases of the industry. Yeah. yeah. You know it's it you know it's it's like you know there's a lot of GMs that were no good in basketball, but they know how to they know how to win. And then there's basketball players that are real good at basketball, but didn't mean to be a good you, GM. You can't argue with yeah. his success, but his style, that, that would have been tough because that's not the way I was brought up in coaching. and Phil Jackson? You, yeah. No, I was, just, I was be, brought, he was much more passive with bad behavior than, than what I think we could have tolerated. I was actually brought up under coaches that like Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't act like Phil Jackson. They act like Michael Jordan. And, uh, and I tend to be a little more Jordan-like and a little less Phil Jackson-like. Not to mean – That's the way to do it. But you can see Steve Kerr, his coaching style is very much like Phil Jackson. I think he had a huge impression on him, and and he's been rather successful, too, when he keeps his players out there. Right. Top of the hour. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back. How about we got to go hear from Hounds. We had uh, had a little drama on the Coosa over the weekend. Drama on the river. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Radio's Dream Team, Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussey, Calvin Speedy Wilbur, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. Six minutes now past the hour. Welcome to a brand new hour of Rick and Bubba. Speedy not with us today, back tomorrow. Uh, He was here earlier, but uh, left uh, to go be part of a big family celebration today. Uh, Helmsy, the the real Greg Burgess here. Uh, Eddie Van Adler's back uh, here at the old office with us. Stretch Armstrong banging out that master's degree in common sense, which has now become a superpower. Welcome back. 
Bill Bubba Bussin. How about you, Bubba? Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. We're glad to be back with you and up to full speed. Here yes, on the show. and uh, starting to spend a little more time, easing back into a little more normalcy. Uh, and you know, one thing I forgot to ask Odom about when we had the doctor on is this thing about mask, good, bad. You can't get a straight answer on mask any, anymore. Uh, but anyway, so Helms, I know you, uh, went to see your family. I saw my parents, which we'll get to in a little bit for the first time. And I think the last time that I was in the same place of my parents, it was March 7th. Uh, and I, and I saw them for the first time this past weekend. And I know you spent some time with family on, on the beautiful the mighty Coosa River. Yeah, Coosa River. I, I texted uh, you this morning. You didn't text me back. Well, there's a reason for that, and <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, yeah, my parents, they've they lived in the same place they've always lived uh, and, since I was born. And so r- grew up on the river, awesome childhood, um, a lot to get into there as a kid. And, and now my kids, as you can see in these pictures, are getting to do the same things and, and uh, very fortunate in that regard, but we have a, um, we have a kayak. And so the kids play in it. It's a, it's a very small fishing kayak. It's all it's for. And, um, the kids love getting in it. Now, Maddie and Caroline can get in it. It's not really a two man kayak, but they can get in it them too. Cause they're so small. It's really not made for people over 200 pounds, which I hmm. pay a dear price finding this out. Mm-hmm. So I was it made things, of? Was it made of? Is it there? It, there it is, right there. Okay, I got you. perfect. Plastic, example. So okay. you got Braden and the dog in I got it right you. there. It's All perfect. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I will early in the morning and late in the evening. Um, if I don't want to take boat out and all that, I'll just simply get in the kayak, run out to a couple spots that I know, and oh, and, oh I'll, and I'll fish. <laughs> I, and 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 look, this is this is horrible. My back, and it's. Uh, and and I like to stand up when I'm fishing in a boat, so that's not ideal. And, no, it's not ideal. So, and the, so you can't do it. That's what I'm saying. So I know I I normally never take my phone with me on this, but I'm gonna tell you why I specifically took it this time because I'm tired of this comment. I will go and I'll catch a bass, not nothing big, just a bass, and throw it back and whatever, and I'll get home and hey, how many did you catch? And I caught two, caught three, caught one, whatever the case is. Where are they at? Mm. Where's the picture? Mm. You didn't catch no fish. No, boy. So I thought. Well, is that your dad? Well, I'm done. No, that, that was actually Braden. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, dad. I, I didn't know if that was my dad. Dad knows that this goes on, but Braden's got to this. The, I got you, you. you ain't catching no fish. Braden's no dad. I'm trying, to, yeah. I'm trying to explain to Braden as, as we get, as he gets older, that um, if I cast my rod and reel from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed, let's say 2,000 times. I have a much greater chance of catching fish than you do your 10 times you throw it out there. That's right, yeah. So that's why I catch fish. You know why? Because I spend hours doing it yeah. enjoy fishing. I go out there for hours, mm-hmm. and I cast and cast and cast and cast and cast. Now, some in. people don't think it's worth it. Right. I do. Right. Well, I'm away from y'all, but keep, one. I was about to say, keep in mind, I remember not understanding dad fishing when there didn't seem to be a lot of fish, and I didn't understand still hunting for deer in the time when I grew up when there were hardly any deer in Alabama. Yeah. Once I got married and had children and had a job and a mortgage, I understood it. Right, right. You know, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. How about Absolutely. this? You've already won just by being there. Yes. You know, hey, uh, amen. Seeing a yes. deer catching a fish, yeah. that's bonus. So, the words <laughs> chirp sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So true. Yeah. Oh. And so <laughs> I feel like. You know, somebody, somebody said, Why do you fish out there? I said, Let me show you this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, it, 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 it feels like, good for a good cast. Yeah. You got a little weight on there. Yeah, and, my it, blood pressure just starts going down yeah, on every yeah. cast. So uh, earlier that morning, I'd couple, I'd caught a small, a couple bass, about a pound. Okay, and then um, this was my second run, and it was in the after. I guess it was around two thirty, three o'clock. I'd caught a crappie, a really nice size crappie, and I hadn't caught a crappie in on how many years. And I was kind of caught off guard that it, it it took the bait that I was mm. throwing. Uh, but that was a nice fish, and I took a picture of it. And sent, this is when all the, the hey, you're not kidding. So I took a picture and sent it to him, and I had me a little place behind me that I would put it in. Mm-hmm. And so, and I had it in a Ziploc bag, which, that you know, that turns out that does you no good. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I stuck it behind me, and I went about 30 minutes later. I get one bass and uh, oh, I say it was a bass. I'm assuming it was a bass. It hit like a bass. The crappie really did, it hit like a crappie. They they are different the sure. way they feel, mm-hmm. and so it was fighting like a bass. And all of a sudden, I look up and I get it. I get it to the boat, and I can tell it, it, people. Know, I mean, y'all know this. Y'all fish. Instead of me pulling it up in the boat with me, I realized the hook was barely on. Mm. So I tried to reach out and grab the fish. Mm-mm. Not a good idea to kayak, by the way. Oh my goodness! And so when I go to to just, I mean, I didn't, guys. I didn't, I guess two hundred pounds is, is a lot of it's weight. Different. Yeah, two hundred five. Yeah, yeah. And you, when you I think he's Maddie, and go I, ahead. yeah, and I did. I mean, guys, I didn't Tip. lean that much. Okay, not at all. And water starts flowing in. Well, I would have been fine at that point, but I panicked and tried to overcompensate. Here we go. And go the other way, and it rolled on me. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> complete dump? Complete dump. I mean, you I'm understand. in the coaster. I've, got, thinking, oh. I've got two rod and reels with me, as you saw. Hey, right behind me. Uh, right behind. Well, right behind me, I have the phone is wrapped up in a towel. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that's all I had. Oh, I had a little... Uh, I had a little pack of worms that I was using on on a trailer of a chatterbait, and I was swapping those out, and and so, <laughs> guys, I am panicking so much so that I'm grabbing the fr- just grabbing stuff, throwing it in. Now I'm in the water at this point, of course, and but the boat's I, back up right. The, it's now. back up right. It did a spin, threw you out. Yeah, it did. I, it didn't even completely water dump in it over. Oh yeah, all kinds oh. of water in the boat. Uh, no, no, no. There's not because okay. you know why it dumped, it dumped over yeah, and then yeah. back. I got you. And so um, I start grabbing stuff. I look over. I'm thinking, okay, whew. all right, survive that. And the rods and reels I've gotten back up. My sunglasses I've gotten back up. Um, and I real I think, oh my gosh, where's my hat and towel mm. that's got my phone in it? Uh. And I look over and the towels right there. And I think, whew, goodness, great. And I put the towel in the thing, and I grab my hat, and I think, okay, we're good. And then I start going through the towel. Mm. Nothing. Nothing there. You know why? Because something heavy will roll out of it. It will. And not only will it roll out of it, it'll sink right to the bottom. Right, right on down to the kusa. So <laughs> at this point, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm in about 10, I, like I tested myself. I went, I just kind of held on, and I went down, and I thought, okay, I'm about 10 foot of water here. Maybe I can dive a few times and just try to find it's it. Overhelms. I just try. I tried. Hey, and baby, so, she's gone. So listen, listen. Hey, baby, to this. she's gone. Listen now. Listen, you got to understand something. Hey, baby, she's gone. Not only phone. I have one of those things on my wallet on the back of it. So I have three check cards. Oh, that hurt. That are in there and my driver's license. That hurt. Oh, so all that's on the back of your phone. So I start thinking. So you want to so leave? You got to I, I got to try to save something here. And so. 
I start, I dive like. Cusa not known for its clarity. It's, underwater. it's not. Hey, hey, muddy mess. And it's really muddy when you get down there with your feet yeah. and, and you're messing around and grabbing stuff. And mm. so I get down there. I found a block. It's like a cinder block. I found a, a brick. I found the, many of the logs down there that was. And and after about six, seven times of going up and down, I said, hey, I was, I wore myself out. Yeah. I was like, look, yeah, you it's can't, hard to get down You can't there. do this anymore. Just huh. give up. About you're getting in a bind. You're done. I am. I was going to put myself in a bind. Now, here's the funny part about it. This whole time, two things realize when I get back. So then I go, I move, I go towards the bank and get back up in the kayak and all that's good. And I realize I got my Apple watch on. And I think, Uh-oh. well, I've ruined it too. Uh oh. How about it survived? No, it didn't. And it survived oh, it the six or seven times did. diving. Because you were diving with I it. I was. Did you have to turn the handle to get the water out of it? I didn't even, I just, I assumed it was done and I took it off and threw it up there with everything else after I was out of breath from diving down. And when I got back, I just happened to pick it up because I was going to take it upstairs and see if there was any kind of something I could do. And it was working. Hmm. Wow. Of course, it wasn't synced up with my phone, but it was working. Can't be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, here's the other part that when I got to the bank and got in the kayak, do y'all know what I realized? I got a fish on. <laughs> See, in that still whole moment, in that whole moment, yeah, I had a fish. And so I thought, well, at least I, I'll get this fish. Heck, it was gone too. <laughs> well, you remember because oh, no. you remember seeing it better hook? It was Golly. But it was funny when I, when I got back in and realized, wait a minute. I'm soaking wet, but there's a fish on. Completely forgot about the fish. He's gone. And he was out. So you you now got to replace your phone, driver's license, and three check cards. Oh, oh boy. But your Apple Watch works. It did. You can do a commercial for it. Sure. We'll be back. Rough day. More Rick and Bubba next. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big. Thank you for being with us as uh, we make our way back. So, Elmsy, uh, if you, uh, I realized this morning I actually texted you about some stuff. I just said really? it's just a force of habit. I know. Yeah, it was, uh, but it's nothing we hadn't already talked about. But uh, <sighs> so uh, yeah, and we did the. It's the first time that I saw my parents since, like I say, since March seventh. And, you know, I think there's a lot of this going on out there. Certainly, it was just family, and everybody's been doing the best they can and, you know, the times that we're living in. But mom really made the the statement, and I, I agreed with her. You know, they've been in their house. Uh, even Greg's gone by to check on them, but try not to, you know, leaving stuff on the porch and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, mom just kind of came to the conclusions. You know, she said, look, Dad and I are 79 years old. Now it's turned into, you know, politics and agenda and propaganda. And she said, it just it just dawned on me, because we had birthday this weekend for uh, actually young Broderick will turn 19 this Saturday, but then my sister has twins, and they, they turn 11 tomorrow. So we decided we would get together on Saturday, cook some hamburgers, and hang out at the pool. And, um, you know, Mom made a good point. She said, so staying in the house and not interacting with anyone at all, certainly you won't do that for a time period, what kind of life is that? What am I clinging to? That's not right. a life. That's, right. that's not a life. Yep. I mean, you know, I'd rather have the last part of my life actually interacting with my family and and seeing things. So, you know, she just got that point. She goes, okay, we're in here all panicked trying to hang on to what? This? Yeah. This is not even a life. Yeah. And uh, and so, you know, mom can still drive and, you know, because she wants to drive during the day. And, and we certainly they could have spent the night if they had somebody coming to work on their deck or something on Sunday. But so they we, we had a, a noontime gathering. 
But you know, this was the uh, this was the moment that I was attempting to transition the drum set to my sister. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so you know, we're uh, she gets there, and you can tell that you know I've done my job as uncle, and I've I've let the cat out of the bag, and and there is some some desire on my nephew's part to have the drums. And it was just, it was, it was so funny because everybody's getting down toward the end of the day. And I'm like, uh, all right, now we need to go in there and measure that drum set. And, uh, <laughs> start loading that baby up. Start loading that baby Load up. Out. And so then it hit that my sister, and I, I don't know why, I said, let me ask you this. I, I, I'm familiar with the vehicle you drive. How, how are you going to load this drum set? And she's like, well, I really don't have room for it. Uh, by design. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So, and then you see the moment where mom and dad are nearly pulled in. Well, now mom and dad are here and they've got their car. Mom's like, nah, I don't know about throwing the bass drum in the back of my, my Buick. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and so, so we go down and we're, we're looking at it and I'm, I'm talking to my nephew. I'm like, now you, you, and I could tell he was, he wasn't as fired up about the drums. Yeah. Like I put it this way. He wasn't fired up enough to me in parent mode. I would have abandoned. Yeah, I would have been like, okay, this kid, uh, he's good with. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we can get through this. Well, but of course, just when she was just about out of it, I said, well, look, why don't you do this? Why, why don't you just give here? Here's a snare drum. Let, let him have that snare drum. Here's him some drumsticks, and let's get him the hi hat. Something that makes noise. Let's get him the hi hat, and and won't you let him take this home to his room and just see if he falls in love with drums? Let let, let him bang on it just. A <laughs> you were bit. bound to determine to get something. <laughs> and it's uh, so. So uh, and I you said yeah and and then and Sherry said well, I said Sherry at uh, the snare drum we can get another snare drum for the set if we end up with set we could always do that or sell it as is and tell the person they need to go up add a, a snare drum to it and um, I get the a video from her uh, later and it is him in his room and he's got that snare drum out and he is banging on that snare drum like there's no tomorrow. I bet she was and, so and, and and I just said whenever you need the rest of it I said I can't put it in the back of my truck and ride it out there to you. <laughs> If you need, if you need the whole set, I bet that was all night long. Can you imagine? <laughs> Early this morning too. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Um, it, but uh, how about how about burgers on the grill? Mm. Mm. How about like burgers on? Uh, had a few Mac Daddies this weekend. Did, oh man, he makes a good burger. Yeah, yeah, I bet he does. The Mac Daddies of the world. You know, can put a burger yeah. on. You know, one of my favorite things is to grill, and you know, be looking out boats and things, mm-hmm. and then as you bring everything in, maybe it starts clouding up, mm-hmm. and you eat a hamburger, and it starts raining, mm-hmm. like and you then like you take that? a nap. Yeah, they don't yeah. get much. <laughs> That's a good day right there. Yeah, my that's a number one. <laughs> a good step in a well, row. Well, we had a, we had a little bit of a, a deal where there there became a cheese issue, and uh, <laughs> cheese. And, yeah, it's like Sherry said. You know, I don't think you should put cheese on every one of them. So I like to have that that melted. Have that burger right there, in about mm, maybe twenty seconds before you pull it off. Put melted. a little put that cheese on top of it and watch it just engulf oh, the whole yes. big old piece of meat. Yeah, boy. and then you just pull it up. But Sherry said, "I don't know. Some people can have cheese. Some people can't. Yeah. When we stack them, when you stack them in that that big, uh, who carrot, wants the world without cheese? Thing, you're gonna have the cheese ones. They start to smear off on the other yeah. ones. Yeah, that makes it even better. And it's so funny because you know everybody gets accustomed to something. So you know we're seeing uh, we're seeing our oldest son more than ever because you know he's a. <laughs> I, I, everything he's that he had booked for, man, he yeah. was really sitting in a good a good position too, and a lot he had a lot of good things happening that have all been put on hold or, or canceled or whatever. So I'm out there, and they, and he comes over and he walks out to the grill because you know all the men when they arrive they have to go to the grill, <laughs> you know because I'm trying to time because this is what you have to do, yeah. Greg, Greg. You know this um, with our sister, we love her sister. Noon is not noon, 
So I said, Sherry, you want me to have the burgers coming off at noon? Because I'm going to tell you one thing. Back time it. Bill and Ganell Burgess will be in that driveway at 11.55. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to come off here at noon? And I said, uh, you know, Big Love is, is on his way from Startville. <laughs> I, I got him down at 12.05. Because he miscalculated just a little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> and I said, uh, and I said, now Sissy is is a wild card. I said, has anybody seen a text yet from her? And somebody and Sherry starts laughing. She goes, no, I actually do. Something about she's got to get Kenley a bathing suit. I said, so the swim day just just snuck up on us. I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, yeah, we, well. we've only been talking about this for about ten days. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and so anyway, so I, now you get into that thing when you, when you're gonna bring them yeah, off because yeah. you won't eat them hot. Yeah. So uh, so anyway so uh, Boomer walks out and the first thing he does the very first thing what's up with the cheese and I said Uh-oh. we're not doing putting cheese on all of them you can do uh, well what do you mean you're not going to do cheese on I said look just when it, when it comes off you want to yeah. put cheese on it go in there and grab you a craft single and put it on there and and then you get into the there were too many burgers for the grill I mean you know because you got to yeah, go, go and shift yeah. yeah so now I've got to I got to time out everybody coming off and then Dad of course walks out and what does he do. He gets one and starts eating it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right off the grill. And he does yeah. it the same way every time. Hey, let me let me let me look at this. And make sure these are all right. Yeah. And, and, and you, look, you look over and he's got sweet tea in one hand and just eating the burger in his hand in the other with no bun. Just he yeah. just he just pulled one off. You know, so you're, a, you're a craft singles hand. guy. Oh that? yeah, I love a craft single on See, a, on an old, old, old grill burger. Can I tell you, I love Swiss. The single Swiss. Yeah. I don't mind Swiss. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm mozzarella. So we do Swiss and there's other cheese. I like. It. I bought a little Moonster. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm gonna get weird with it. Oh, Moonster's good. I like the provolone. In it, it sharp. Over a craft single. Just took an old American. No, not single? over a craft single. But we were just all naming cheese. I thought yeah. I. I'm a Moonster guy. We'll take <laughs> your phone calls. Right, I don't know. First phone troll of the week next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. are available stretch is ready 866 we be big and we'd love to talk to you a long distance directory assistance every cook to on two and fire it up uh, whatever topic you want to talk about ask a question bring information to the table it's not designed for meaningless shout outs or shameless plugs uh, it is designed for you to bring something to the table so ask yourself a question if you were listening to the show heard yourself would you be informed would you be entertained or would you have to be honest and say, I might find myself annoyed? All right, so let's talk about Gobby.com slash Bubba, a smart new sponsor, realizing uh, that uh, it is time to team up with Rick and Bubba because people are looking to save money uh, these days. Uh, and uh, when's the last time you looked at how much you're spending every month on your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance? Now's time to check it out at Gobby.com. That's G-A-B-I.com slash Bubba. See about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have. And here's the good news. If you use this service and it's free to you and you find out that you do have the best price for the coverage that you got to have, then great. Then you don't have to worry about it. Say, no, we're paying you know pretty much the best rate we can find. But on average, people are saving $825 a year by using gobby.com slash Bubba. Uh, it's simple. It takes about two minutes to do it, and you'll be able to, to compare the same coverage you have with 40 different insurance companies out there to see who has the best deal or if you already have the best deal. Uh, so go to rickandbubba.com. There's also a link for you right there under sponsors. Uh, lines are available if you want to try to get in. We'll start with Cassie, Kathy in Tuscaloosa. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones are trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone control. Kathy, 30 seconds. Hi. Go ahead. Hi, 
Hey, I was just listening to Helmsy's story about fishing. I'm not sure if this would work or if the phone is still synced, but if his iWatch is working and he can get in the close proximity of where he dropped his phone, he might try pinging his phone from his watch and it might uh, make enough of a sound. I actually, I, to die for it. yeah, I actually tried. Well, I didn't try to ping it, but I did try to look at uh, once I realized that it, it completely showed my phone being off. So, mm, and the bag yeah. that hey, it baby, was she's probably gonna, shorted out. The bag that it was in was not sealed all the way. Well, mm. uh, Well, I needed to be able to easily take it in and out to. Well, hey, I, baby, I she's gone. Hey, I shouldn't have had it out there to begin with. <laughs> I mean, I even got it. And thank you, ma'am, for for calling um, with that suggestion. I actually had a guy a minute ago said, "Hey, here's a website to a guy that will actually go dive for it." But there's no sense in that. I've already ordered all my check cards. They make it easy online. Um, driver's license the same. I'm in that window where I can go online and do the driver's license. See, I can. I got to go to the office. Ah, I, I didn't, mine I, expired in March and I couldn't get in. So Bubba. Go. Um, and so I've already ordered all that. Yeah. And so the phone is is done. But thanks anyway. You know what it is? The only thing that would have made it more, hey, baby, she's gone if you dropped it in the molten lava. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm going to tell y'all, and, and Greg appreciates this more than anybody on the show, there is so much freedom when you don't have a phone. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah There's three things that I, that I am missing that I didn't know I used as much, just looking stuff up. I'm a dummy, evidently don't know anything, right. because I have to look everything up. Yeah. Number two, didn't realize how much I used my flashlight. On mm. the phone, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> and and the other, the third thing was uh, the alarm this morning. Oh yeah, so well, but I'll get it situated. You send today. us that text. I'm goofing off. If I don't sit down in my office this morning and text you something, I'm so stupid. I just so it's just so <laughs> I know. Accustomed to I know. <laughs> we continue. Uh, let's go to Aaron out of the great state of Georgia. Aaron, go ahead. Thirty seconds. <laughs> morning. How y'all doing? We're Green good. Acres and monkey grass. Thank you very much. <laughs> go ahead. I just want to ask Bubba about plantar fasciitis. My wife is pregnant, and she's uh, getting it. Mm. And uh, I just want to I can't remember what he did for his plantar fasciitis. Yeah, it was a little surgery called Topaz. T-O-P-A-Z for feet. Yeah. yeah. You might want to check the right. Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Well, I knew it was going. They actually yeah. covered it in episode right. seven. Thank y'all very much. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't know. It's called. Y'all don't know if they'd have had an episode 11 they got to that. <laughs> a little procedure called Topaz. Topaz. Yeah, I don't know. Be You know, pregnant, that's a whole other thing. So, yeah. you know, we, we have all of Bubba's foot information yeah. at the goodies yeah. button at rickandbubba.com. Click on it, and you can find out all the information. Closest to, closest to a magic bullet I think I've seen in a long time. That's good stuff. We continue. Larry in Greenville. Larry, go ahead. 30 seconds. How about you? Hey, what's going on, fellas? You know, watching the last dance and seeing how the general manager told them they were going to let everybody go at the end of the season, that's about as dumb as the landowner telling somebody you're going to lose your hunting lease for the opening day of Deer season, and no, they're not going to come back next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that changes the way you hunt. Oh, that's a game changer right there. <laughs> All right, guys, we just found out they're not going to let us have his lease next year. Let's let's milk it. Let her rip. Jay <laughs> out of Oxford. Jay, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, big guys, buddy, buddy. Look, look. I was wondering. It may not be any of my business, but how come most of the commercials do you go slash Bubba? Why can't Greg get a slash in there every now and then? <laughs> well, Jay, here I haven't been here long enough. Jay, here's the important reason. You remembered it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, That's the point. That was the design. 
The, the, Consistency. The, you, you, you wouldn't believe, and, and I see Blaze do it. Yeah, it gets confusing if you have more than one. Hey, and God love you, Blaze. Well, uh, people try to do all this. I love it, but we tried it too. When you start trying to combine two names, nothing can get more confusing. Yeah. And I know Blaze TV tries to do the on the podcast Rick Bubba, but then you get the was it, was it and or is it a sign or is it a dash or you know there's nothing simpler as you just pointed out Bubba and easier to remember. Then the promo code Bubba. I mean, and, that's, that's and pretty we, simple. Yeah, and and most of the sponsors they like to track where they get response from that, so yeah. they have different ones for different sources. So mm. we've tried to encourage all of ours just to do Bubba, so we have one well, word, and the, it's not me; it's just s- simplicity and one word. Well, the problem all. is this is where you run into things like this. So let's take Gobby for instance. Mm-hmm. They're advertising on both both the regular radio show and the yeah, university. So they, need so they need a different link. So if you go to rickandbubba.com forward slash Bubba, that's the radio sponsorship. But if we're on the university side, it's got to be Rick Bubba. Right. They're trying, to, they're trying to look down. Because like they want to be able to see where it came right. from. Yeah. The, these sponsors are going, I invested in their podcast and I invested in their show, and I want to see if this, this podcast stuff generates – you know, it's not going to generate as much as a show. I mean, it's just not. <laughs> right. But is it generating well, it enough? it just gives them ability to yeah. track. And, yeah. yeah, and go, hey, this podcast thing's a nice little add-on for yeah. us here, like it is for all of us uh, every week. Uh, we want to be in every place. We want Rick and Bubba <laughs> content to be wherever you can get it. Uh, let's, Great podcast this weekend, too, Dr. It David really was. Williams. Y'all did yep. a good job yeah. with that. Or as I call him, Mark Jenkins. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. But I, I know you know, I, I think I've, I say David Jenkins. I think I've got I think more. I combined two names. Sammy Jenkins. I, I know we're at a heightened state because of the pandemic situation, but I got more email, I think, off of this one yeah. than I have one in a long time. Well, because it's at the forefront. People are trying to figure out that this thing has become absurd now, and, um, and, and people are kind of starting to think for themselves – and really what uh, what Dr. Williams is saying, and he's not alone, by the way, in the medical field, if you really break it down, first of all, the virus may not be as detrimental and deadly and dangerous to our overall you know, way we live our lives. The things we've done to shut down everything may be worse than the actual virus itself. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm not talking about the first when it first came out. Nobody knew and all that. And there's people it, had it and lost lives, no and question. suffered from it, and no no one's doubting that. And Doctor Williams says that right out of the gate. But it was strange because I had doctors who listened to that. I had one email me and say, "Hey, I sent it to other doctors I know in California that need to hear this." And the other one was kind of doubtful, said, I tried to look him up. I couldn't even find him right. in the listings. And I go, well, I went to WebMD, and he was listed. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't think he was fake, okay? <laughs> no, he's not fake. <laughs> right. But, I mean, the but, email kind of implied he, he wasn't even there. Can I, tell, can I tell you when yeah. you know that somebody's not fake is when the ho- one of the hospitals that he works with puts out their big their press release saying he's speaking for himself. Right, yeah. so, right, so, right. So, he, so he does exist if, they, if yeah. they're going to do that. But the point he was making was this. Yes, it's deadly, but so is influenza every year. Right. Is it more contagious and more deadly than influenza? He doesn't think so. Uh, he thinks Now, some other people do. They do. I mean, but the, the, that is our argument. We're getting mm-hmm. all kind of information from 
supposedly science. And everybody's claiming follow the science, but the science well, not anymore. is giving us two different answers according to a lot of these folks. Well, yeah. And it, and it can't if it's science. Yeah, and I don't trust Fauci anymore. I'll just tell you that straight up. Right. I don't. Now, right. I trust a lot of other people that are – I'm not – and this is this doctor we interviewed, he's not saying it doesn't matter or be reckless. He's not saying that at all. I like no. the way he handled the entire thing. Yeah, I think really he did, did a good job. What he was saying, is he fake or is he real? What he was saying well, yeah, is – you read some of the Listen, and I'm not even going to go back to hindsight. I'm not, I'm not going back on anybody. <laughs> Fauci included, by the way. Of course, at least you know I have to go back and read what Fauci said in the beginning, which was it'll be like the flu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and then he then suddenly he changed his mind on it. But but what, what when we go back the shutdown for the fourteen days, I, I don't think anybody would ever come back and say that was unreasonable. Yeah. It was it was difficult, uh, yeah. and I, whether it was necessary or not. But but we're now we've got, we're now we're in the world of absurd, and so that's why people are saying, okay, we do have data now, we do have science now. And it appears there's always exceptions like there are with influenza every year. And he made the point, no one has a mild case of influenza. I didn't even know I had it. Uh, He said, if you're sick, you know it. You're in the bed. He said, (laughs) when when, when influenza comes into our society every year, we try to get the right strands. Sometimes we get it. Sometimes we don't. Some strands, H1N1, more dangerous than other strands. Okay? We try to combat it best we do. But we've never, ever said shut down all of society of 330-something million people. And like we said, you got to get to 3.3 million to even be at 1%. Right. Uh, we're not going to be anywhere near there. No. Okay? Uh-huh. And so what he's saying is we've always lived with influenza. And in and, and pockets, a school has a huge breakout of flu. What do they, they may do? shut the door for they, a week. They may shut back, their right. own school down. But right. the whole country doesn't shut down. Right. The whole, all, the, all the schools in the country. And a sport. Hey, you, hey! Our team's got so many flu cases. We can't play our next game. Well, then you either reschedule that or forfeit. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the the league yeah. and the rest yeah. of the country, we we don't shut down all the sports because some basketball team, a, a handful of basketball players got the flu. We don't do that. No. And 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 he's saying, in his opinion, after what we know now, we shouldn't have done that with COVID nineteen either. And that's not saying a lot of people wouldn't have gotten it. It just means people get it, but. In this case, unlike influenza, there's people who get it and it doesn't affect their life at all. They're not bedridden. Well, they, they, somebody else can catch it. Well, yeah, no it, one like influenza you said, is, is contagious as well. And when you have the flu, you know it. Nobody has an asymptomatic case of the flu. No. It doesn't happen. And, and, and there is no vaccine against it. Keep in mind. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes now to the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us today. Well, here I am in the wind again. I'm floating where it takes me. I'm laughing and the splashing in the summer sun until the alarm clock wakes me. All right, so uh, as we make our way back, you can reach us at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Lee in South Carolina standing by. Lee, thanks for your patience, buddy. Welcome. What's going on, guys? Hope y'all are doing well. We're doing great. Um, one year ago, I got to come down and hang with you guys for birthday present and uh, still talk about that experience. It was a great experience and appreciate all you guys do. And, Thank uh, you. And continue to b- provide so much information and joy to so many out there like myself. Um, two things real quick I was going to share with you. Number one, I figured out what we need to do to encourage the medical field to handle this COVID situation, and that's just to tell them, they need the attitude of Michael Jordan and take it personal. 
because yeah. obviously he took he took everything. Right. Took, yeah. Well, he, he <laughs> even made it up when it wasn't right. Yes. He, he would invent things. That, that's when you know you're the best in the world when you have to come up with things to motivate yourself. Like he when he yeah. said when Carl Malone got the MVP, he's like Carl probably deserved it, but I had to use that like they thought Carl Malone was better than me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the mailman, the mailman. Well, now I can You know the whole the whole flu thing. What if it was like a stomach bug and the fact – I've always heard that it may have been food poisons, but I've never once heard that they did it on purpose, that somebody may have did it on purpose. That was, that's what they suggested Fans last of Utah. Night. Yeah. So, I mean, but that makes the story better. It that's does. where are he you, has – he has to go in his mind with certain areas mm-hmm. that I wouldn't go. Do you do – you, did you think uh, – I, I don't know why I envision this. I, I never really imagined the fans in Utah being so nasty. Yeah. But yeah. according to them, they were horrible. Oh, let me tell you. you, get, you Mormons get, are cranked up. You get, <laughs> think about it. I mean, you get one guy and his five wives cheering again. Yeah, you got and, and, there, and there's 17 there. kids. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> By the well, way, paid a lot of money to be there. <laughs> yeah, y'all send it directly to Greg. <laughs> they, yeah, Greg they, at Greg, they have loosened up in Utah. You, it, yeah. it's, it's not illegal yeah, that's anymore. Right. They're back. Well, like I said, I mean, you, you never we, know. We've opened the door before anything goes. Greg, now that's not against the law. There, but it might be a new vision from Brigham Young. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, so we, uh, but uh, yeah, I, you I, know, I, I have to ask who who wants that though. You know what I mean? Really? It's, really? I, 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 just, I don't see that working out well. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Can't imagine that. Nope. 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 What, what you got all on handle now. Sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's a. <laughs> it's like handling high explosives. <laughs> we continue. It's like Jerry Seinfeld. It's like stand-up. having hiccups in the nitroglycerin plant. Yeah. You know? That's. Do you know? Do you know he actually used that in that last stand-up? You know that we saw the one he's just come back at Netflix has. He said, "Oh, he said guys will say things like they have a girlfriend." I'm like, oh, yeah. That's paintball. He said, <laughs> "You're playing paintball." He goes, "Hey, baby, I'm in Afghanistan with live rounds." <laughs> then at one point, he says, "I'm I'm I'm at a, I'm at a truck and I'm driving it filled with nitroglycerin and I'm trying not to hit a pothole." <laughs> he said, "I feel like I wake up every day and I'm in the lightning round on the game show." That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. I'll take uh, movies we saw together for three hundred. Uh, <laughs> Richard in Montgomery. Richard, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this uh, before or not, but I don't know why anybody hasn't brought this up. The Democrats are using the COVID-19 along with the mainstream media to make it sound so bad that everything has to stay shut down. So you are relying on a government program. You're relying on a $1,200 stimulus check. And the House has already passed another $3 trillion yeah, uh, stimulus bill, but it ain't going uh, anywhere. By the, by the liberal, that. by the Democrat-run House, and the Senate, which is a Republican, is going to veto it. So yep. they get to yep. say the Republicans don't care about the people. Oh, yeah. You need us in yeah. charge so that we can continue to pay yeah. for your bill. No, we have talked about that, and we even That's talked about – we, we've even talked about the – you know, throwing that out there that everybody gets a check just calls, uh, you know, <laughs> that, trying, trying to turn that into government-provided uh, income – and uh, yeah, and you see on the stimulus package, all the, this last one, they're trying to even get something in there. They want the November election to be a mail-in vote so bad. Oh yeah, they, they've even tried to put it into into the, the stimulus package. No, I know. Uh, they want no, this thing. Happen. They want us to have to mail in our vote so bad. Oh yeah, but why we got to mail it in, y'all? I, I mean, well, end of time, Bubba. We can't. I mean, this flu. This, this, there this are co- places struggling with it, but overall, it, it's really very close to normal. Yeah, right but now. very close. Hey, you seen them kids getting sick, haven't you? Yeah, but that that ain't mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. <laughs> we have, they know what that disease you just is, did Rick. It, by the way, <laughs> you just did the yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> a couple of things I was taught growing Rick, up. They, they know it's called Kawasaki disease. It's a terrible disease, but we already know what that is. Right. Okay? Yeah. right. It, it ain't magically tied to the latest but whatever. Isn't it, isn't it funny how they're trying to tie it together? And it is horrible. It's tragic. But we've had yes, that. That has nothing to do with COVID-19. Yeah, it's got a name already. We know what it is. <laughs> right. I don't know if you've seen it. Hey, open it up too quick. Yeah, too quick. Yeah, Dangerous. Right. Reckless. It's reckless. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can, but you're I, right. I think it's going to backfire on some of these governors because right. uh, yeah. the population as a whole is just getting fed up with them. They might actually vote against a Democrat for a change instead of getting in line with them. Well, we'll see. Uh, we continue. And again, I, you know, when it comes to socialism, communism, it's an easy sell to the uninformed masses. I got that. But it's a hard thing to run because it won't work. I know. And you just got to keep lying, keep lying, and there's nothing to eat, and then eventually it falls apart. Well, I heard, I forget who was talking about this. Uh, they were saying the Democrats also, they, they miscalculate things so much. They even miscalculate their own base. Oh, yeah. They think that their own base, the wealthy part of their base, will just pay any taxes at any rate no matter what they come up with. And then they look, and, and the people that they think will that will claim to us that they don't care about taxes and they should pay more taxes. Yeah, they've moved. Strangely, they use every single legal loophole, which they yeah, should. Yeah. They they use every legal loop, loophole not to do it, and then they'll move from a place that's, that's high taxes to go to a place that's not. Yeah. Right. And, and they're saying, so even they won't take it. And, but, yeah, they expect everybody else to take it. But you know, there's you're seeing it right now, and I, I was I'm really kind of glad to see it. And I don't want it to be anything that turns chaotic or unnecessary. But you, you know, like a good pushback. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see some of the people that were starting to say we ain't doing this. Well, I, I mean, like to I, see I mean, the American spirit of the Constitution alive and well that yeah. we're not going to be dominated by the government when all of our our founding was to limit the government. Yeah, you're not going to randomly and arbitrarily shut my business down. I'm going back. I'm I'm opening up. And, and you know what? It worked. You saw in our state. Yeah. Suddenly, Miss Kay was coming back doing an unscheduled press conference and saying, well, we're going to loosen it up a little bit. Well, you're losing control. And you're seeing this all over the country. People, Look, the government, they, they don't like to see the people start rising up. It makes Limited them nervous. Limited government. Limited government. It's good to see a little of that out there. Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Earning a living off low expectations. Six minutes now past the hour from the broadcast plaza teleport. She is a lady, comes from all around. Team Rick and Bubba all back at the broadcast plaza. Helmsley, the real Greg Burgess, Eddie Van Adler is back. Stretch. Stretch. He's got phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Speedy was here, but then uh, has uh, gone to be with family for a big celebration with his mom. As she takes her last cancer treatment, we'll get a look at that and get an update from him tomorrow. But everybody is back at the plaza now. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us in the pandemic edition as we hopefully are going to wind this big boy down. We're hopefully getting to the other side of it uh, as we work our way there. Uh, how about we've got a couple of stories out of the sports world. Un- un- undoubtedly, the the uh, people who said that the tongue of Aloha family, Ohana stands for family, uh, and people started this. Um, you know, the younger brother. I can't. You know, I, I just got to where I could say Tua Tongue of Aloha. Talia is it Talia? I think it Talia is. Tongue of Aloha. That complicates it just a little bit. Ohana it? means family. <laughs> uh, but he put himself in the portal. Um, Talia did. 
And uh, so people started saying, well, I'll tell you what, he's going to go to Miami. He's where he's going. I know. I heard that he's, from 100 he's going, people. He's going and down there to be with uh, Tua Tungalavoa and Daddy. Undoubtedly, Daddy said it was okay to go to Maryland. Uh, so he is going yeah. to Maryland. Well, and now, where is Daddy and them going now? <laughs> Think about it. I know. Where are they going to live? That's true. They're going to stay in Alabama? Probably not. Georgia. What, Greg, Split the difference. Greg, they might want to since Taylor's going to be coaching there now. Well, I'm sure that's <laughs> got a lot to do with it, I'm sure. <laughs> what, if, what would you do if they said, well, we talked to Mr. Tungvaloa. He's now, now Taylor Burgess has come to Thompson. He's going to stay here. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Is there not a tiny Tungvaloa? We got another one? I don't know. Um, is I don't it, think so. Itty-bitty Tungvaloa. So, uh, now, why why does why does Talia not get to play immediately? What? what yeah, this is that, that confusion. Well, you got to have a – they have a committee that you go – and I don't even think they even appealed to the committee because they yeah. probably knew. And you got to have a, some type of family emergency or some of the reasons people come out are kind of bizarre. Yeah. And they just decide – that's why some people are saying, let's go one transfer, yeah. everybody's yeah. eligible one time, be done agree, with it, yeah, get some consistency. But they basically, if you – now, he may – again, they may have not even went and argued their case because they know they don't have one. But you have to present it and they have to approve it. And evidently, what did Justin Fields that claimed racist on uh, yeah. something, something racial that was said? Yeah, I remember that was a video. Portrayed. Somebody was There's using a slur show. against yeah. him, and he yeah. said, and then uh, the kid from Ohio State <clears throat> that, that was on QB1 yeah, that played it, Bishop Gorham. But yeah. anyway, he was saying when, his name. when Urban Meyer retired and the other system like came it. in that, that he was recruited to the Urban Meyer system, and they gave him a waiver. So now uh, we have uh, Talia. Is that you say his name? Talia mm-hmm. Tungavaloa? I think. He says, praise God from all whom blessings flow. Thank you to Coach Saban and the great U of A staff for giving me an opportunity to stay in sweet home Alabama my first year in college. The decision was not easy and has been prayed over nonstop. Thank you to my pastors, my family, and for always uh, interceding on my behalf. Today I'm blessed to share that I will be continuing my academic and athletic career at Maryland. So he will make the move to Maryland. And he'll have three left when he, after he sits a year out, he's yeah. got three to play. All right, so that's um, it's that, Tate Martell, by the way. Tate we're trying, we couldn't come up I with. So what, what Maryland? That's a <clears throat> that's a strange int- pick. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, well, I, their head coach was offensive coordinator yeah. when he was recruited. Mike Lockley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike Lockley. But here's the argument that we all got Mike from Jean. from a lot of people <laughs> two weeks ago. Well, it'd be FIU or Miami, one of the two. I tell you where he's well, going. Where That's where he's heading. Yeah, yeah. And and the pe- the people that were saying it to me, they said so confident. Well, they did, and and there's a family tie there. So it's almost like they knew something. I tell you where he's going. Tungalaboas believe Ohana means family. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, he would have he would have started at Bama, but family means so much. He's just going he's going to cancel that and go to Miami so he can be near his brother and family. They're all going to Miami, so he's got to go there too. That's what Daddy said. I mean, didn't we hear things and, like that? Well, well and, he, and, and he, listen. It the, sounds like he's concerned on getting hey, the NFL. Hey, the reason, he Rick, the reason that's believable is their own record for moving for family. Oh, sure. No oh, yeah. question. And so this is called everybody off guard. Well, I'm just wondering, are they going to go to Maryland? Are they going to go I know, yeah. close to mine? Wait, wait, y'all, wait a minute. Y'all talking about leaving an island and moving to Alabaster? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big move. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From from Hawaii to Alabaster, Rick. I will yeah, they'll move. Rick, yeah. I will say, <laughs> Rick, Rick, this is nothing. Rick, I will say overall, you don't have a lot of people that move from the sandy beaches of Hawaii to Alabaster. Yeah, look, I tell you, as what, wonderful as Alabaster is, I might tell my sons to have a coconut smile, and I'm headed back to the island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll watch you on I'll television. Catch you, I'll catch you on TV. This is what TV's for. And two, you got the big check. You can fly me to the states every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Ma, 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 ma. So anyway, so it looks like that the younger tongue of Aloha. Maryland, and because, because I think the connection to that offensive uh, yeah. coach probably 
probably is the reason, and he'll go there, and we'll see. But, look, he left Alabama, and there's nothing against the kid. He sounds like a fantastic kid. Just listen to what he said in his press release. He seems to have his act together. He didn't think he was going to be able to start at Alabama, so he's trying to find a place he can play. Yeah. That's it. He, and he, and he, that's, that's what you do if you're trying to get to the NFL. you got to you got to get on the field. Yeah. Right, and I, I mean, like that honesty. Yeah. I like the fact that there's nothing, there's nothing there. wrong with that, right? Because you go to college to yeah. prepare you for your job, mm-hmm. and if that requires you to move, it's yeah, sure. it's really beyond. Students transfer all the yeah, time. It's and really, go to different, I mean, it's, yeah, it's really beyond the fandom part of it, yeah. which we get lost in sometimes. But I got to tell you, I don't know who would leave Bama and go to <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the uh, but he uh, he did that. And he can do that, and he uh, and he'll get a chance uh, to play. I mean, look, they got Mackie Jones coming back. And they just signed some stud out of California, yeah. right? Yeah. So he, he, prob- he probably just thought, look, I'm not going to get on the field here. You call him Mackie Jones? Yeah, little Mackie Jones. <laughs> little Mackie Jones. He played pretty good. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be your starter going into the had some, if they ever have camp. Yeah. Had some had some big uh ohs in the arm bow, but I mean, but yeah. overall played pretty good. Yeah. So, um, so any, but but still, that was still the right to check. He just, I, yeah. I will say this: coming in off the bench like he did to play at the level he did, I think is very promising. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say at least, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sure, that's, that's a big shoes to fill. Oh well, and it's, we're also when he goes out there, we compare him to Tua. We don't compare yeah. him to every other quarterback yeah. in the SEC. Right. There may be a little of that involved here too. Yeah, yeah. my brother left. Right. You don't want to play where your brother played. Greg, you know how that was. Yeah. Me and my shadow at Oxford. Oh yeah, it's just terrible. Huh? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> almost did. Almost quit my senior year. Greg, Greg, I mean, you're thankful I didn't play DB. I know. The, uh, but but now going going to this, I'll get inside same position. Imagine, Rick, hey, my, my brother wasn't just kind of hey. good. Yeah, <laughs> he was. If he hadn't got hurt, you know, he probably won the Heisman. Just, if yeah. he hadn't got hurt, I just saw yeah. seventy five on the corner out there. Inside, you don't want seventy five out there on that island. How about the um, so you're fast enough, Rick. I think you could have covered them. Uh, I don't think so. You know, you have to pay attention a lot out there. You know, I kind of, I was better in a position when they said on the snap of the ball, go. Yeah. Make something happen. Disrupt some things. I'm pretty good at disruption. Yeah, yeah, you're still, still good at that. Uh, I was going to say, pretty good disruptor today. Isn't that way you're alive? But, yeah, so we'll see what happens there, and maybe he'll get a chance. But let me ask you this question, Greg, since you're the keeper of the, of the portal. If if I, I got the portal, well, you really do right now. <laughs> our portal course, guy. You're, and you're for simplifying it like I am. Absolutely. But let's go back to this. All right, let's say, you know, there's people thinking this. I don't think it's going to happen. But some say, that, and there is a chance there'll be no college football. There's there a chance. There is. There's, there's a chance, but I think it's getting better and better every day. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But let's say they don't. What, what's my portal situation then? Am I done? Oh, I know. Can I now play next year? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so, he's yeah. now an official member yeah. of Maryland. Even yeah. even if we yeah. don't have a season this year, does that count as my set out season? Uh huh. Uh huh. I, I would think Take so. Take that yeah, to I the portal. So. I would think so. You're right. Yeah. I see where you're going. I think uh-huh. so. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're out a year no matter yeah. what. We didn't play. I, nobody it's played. a calendar year, not a football ah, year. Ah. Yeah. There you go, Portal Pete. Here, here. <laughs> Rick. See, the old portal lads, I don't even think. <laughs> I don't know. It's what happens when I watch Last Dance. <laughs> I, I will say this. There's been no consistency with the portal, so who knows? All right, then we had this weird NASCAR thing. And, look, I, I applaud them for giving us our you – know, like we said, the, the TV event, events will take them. Yeah, it's but, nice. But NASCAR racing empty, and then it, it all seemed right. – it seemed, it seemed okay, and then that, that victory lane, right? <laughs> That big look, you Greg. Know, look in victory lane, Rick, Bill, Rick, Bill, Listen, Bill, listen to me, Bill, Bill, Bussie, Don't you, miss that. You stare into victory lane right now. Please see look Kevin at Harvick with uh, his mask on. When Harvick won the race, <laughs> Rick, when he won the race, they do that thing where they'll stop out at the start finish line in front of the stands. And he got out and he made a crack about wow, this is weird because there was you know it's just silence. Yeah. 
But he didn't have a mask on, obviously, because right. he had his helmet on. Well, they got this, like you say, selfie stick with a <laughs> microphone on the end of it no, so they don't get close to people. No, they, so they're, they're like it's radioactive. Yeah, but then after that, they go, hey, let's talk to the runner-up. Well, now the runner-up's standing there with a mask on, <laughs> and they've got the four-foot pole, and he's with it. I'm going, <laughs> yeah, can you eliminate the mask when you got the four-foot pole? And then Harvick's in victory lane where nobody else is. <laughs> His crew's look, not there. Look, look, look at the picture. Look. And he's by himself with a mask on. There's Who's nobody, he breathing on? There's not there. Who's he breathing he, why on? Why does he have to wear a mask? It's all PR. It's, see, this is all He wasn't PR. breathing it's on a person. It's all propaganda PR garbage. If, uh, hey, if he well, can and, give and, the post-race uh, interview without his mask on and start finish, he can go to the victory lane by himself. And I'm not. I'm not saying it, NASCAR's doing it simply because they don't want to respond to the no, email. Right. They hey, don't man. respond to the criticism. Oh, I agree. I know. Don't what care. Exactly. That, you you don't think the Karens will be all over yeah, there? But I will give <laughs> you How about that term. Is that the only? No, we still had discussed. It. Okay, we're talking. We're, we're about talking Karen now. I, I will say this though. You know the football, and we've all talking about this crowd noise thing. How it's going to be? The race itself. Well, like you can also argue a lot of the tracks have trouble drawing crowds well. now, but. The race itself, and like especially the radio coverage, I heard some of that too. I mean, it's it's that's why they're doing it. It's no different. Yeah. I mean, they can present their sport and and except for that little. But a guy stuff standing by himself in victory lane with with a selfie stick microphone does not need a mask. No, no, Rick. Uh-huh. That was, I mean, <laughs> victory lane was the weirdest thing ever. Because <laughs> you know how they go nuts in the victory lane. Everybody's. <laughs> sure. I mean, we're posing for nine hundred hats. You know. We're well, kissing the Monster I, Energy girls. I started to say, they used to do that all the time. Yeah, do they even do that anymore? Oh, what? Hey! Where yeah. they kiss the girl that's the... Well, no, I don't... Yeah, they used to make a picture. No, yeah. I, you're right. They don't do that anymore. But, that, that but they're cute. there. They're in there. You know, and, they're, and we're posing. We, we put 50 different hats on. We got graffiti going everywhere. Yeah. There was the incident in 81, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Let's uh, make our way back. All right, we got to talk about terms we're learning because I've been saying things that does that it, it dates us. You know, we're getting older here. What's our younger youngest oh. guy now? Adler, how old are you Speak now? Speak for yourself, Sonny. 34. <laughs> somewhere in Which there. Which one is it, buddy? You should know your own age. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know. He's got yeah, any baby. I don't even know who, what his name is. All right, so and then Helms, you're are you 40 42. 42. 42, yeah. Greg, 54. Three. 53. You're not 53. I'm 53. How am I? 56. I don't know. No, you're 54. I catch you. Y'all are in July. 56. In July. Rick, you're 55, right? No, I'm 53. No, you'll be 56 in uh, You're 56. No, you'll be 56 in October. All right, so you're 56. 55. I'm 53. 
because, no, in July I'll be 54. I got you. Okay. And then you turn 56. Okay, you're right. You're Rick, right. I've been telling everybody you're 56. We're less than two years. There's exactly a little less than two years it's between the same thing. Margin of error is yeah. pretty close. Yeah. And then in yeah. school, we were only one grade apart because you got left behind a year and I got promoted a year. Well, Greg, in, in those days, they call, they just called it straight up slow class. No, nah, uh, But anyway, hey, let's hold a little Right when you just call what Greg, it was. Greg, let's hold a little Rick back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, he's a giant. What have we done? <laughs> but anyway, so, um, uh, all right, so. We we were dating ourselves by talking about all the tattletales out there during this COVID nineteen thing. Kevin James has done a joke about it. We showed you that. We've everybody's starting to make fun of it. Well, we referred to these people as Mrs. Kravitz, you know, the, the and, and because we we grew up with you know Samantha and and uh, uh, what's his name Darren 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 two Darren yeah yeah and in a show called Bewitched and they had this nosy neighbor across the street called Mrs. Kravitz. Well, we understand that that dates us a little bit, but I'm like you guys. All of a sudden, I'm hearing this term. Well, you got all these Karens out there, and I said, "What are they saying?" I don't know. Yeah. They're saying Karens. What do you mean Karens? That's people that are phoning in tips that you're not wearing your mask. Well, it's uh, got to be broader than that. So no, we, I mean that's what it's. It's, that's, that's it's kind it. of a tattletale yeah. thing in the pandemic. <clears throat> so now a tattletale is called a Karen in dealing with pandemic things like you don't Only? have your mask on you're standing too close so this term was never used before you the got pandemic your rubber gloves on no it's new it's a pandemic it is a pretty it, yes. pretty new it, thing it, it yeah. rolls i don't out. know that but I, it's a pretty new thing which means you that, know the ones on the phone that oh, are calling you. in oh, to yeah. report yeah. you're not doing something right they oh. call them karens oh I, i've had to deal with karens on email throughout this thing and i'm just i'm, I'm just so sorry <laughs> i mean i it, but so the the uh, being a Karen is your your you love to be in the pandemic tattletale. Your tattletale, yeah, basically. But you have to go back. Can I tell the Karen? What did Adler just Adler just put something up there? I think I'm looking at it right here. Explaining and he's, Karen is a mocking slam term for entitled I, obnoxious see, middle aged white women. Yeah, I don't think this is just a pandemic. thing. It's not new. I, yeah. I, I hate to. I, oh, this I thought has been it was on new. TikTok for a couple okay. years. I didn't now. know about it till now. Yes. No, I didn't either. Yeah, so this But all around, of my see's got their phone phoning in yeah. somebody because you ain't got your mask on, right? The first instances Karen's of love this. Karen <laughs> that I've seen, and I'm so sorry, my dad's administrative assistant's name is Karen, and she's awesome. She's really nice. She's a bit of a tattletale? She's not. She's not a, tatt- a tattletale and, and has great hair. Hmm. And unlike <laughs> this Karen meme, that this is what I initially saw it as. And you guys saw that that picture of the lady that I put on the mm-hmm. screen that had the crazy hair. It's like all kinds of styled. It's got stripes and streaks and waves. We all, all know Karen. Of, that's Karen. And kind of like a peg. And it was, doesn't apply to everybody, right? But, but there's some general, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you, if, I, I think <laughs> what I initially saw was a picture, that picture with the crazy hairstyle, and then the caption on the photo was, "There's a 125 percent chance this lady's name is Karen, and there's a 200 percent chance that she wants to speak to the manager." Okay, <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing that in here. Generally, it's stereotypes so, having a blonde bob haircut, asking to speak to retail and restaurant so managers to voice complaints. That's it. I want to speak or to or make the manager. demands. Always, in, always demanding. Always in everybody's business. Always wanting to. Always got an issue. Yes, yes. Mm, okay. And so now in the pandemic, you've got Karens that are, hey, whoa, wait, I want to speak to the, you know, that, it, it, she's generally, you know, shutting down a good time. That's what Karen does. <laughs> yeah, also, there's, barbe- there's, there's Barbecue Becky, who, um, what? Barbecue Becky, that's a, this, is a, this is a real person. Never heard of this one. And I don't think her name actually was Becky, but it was this white lady that called the cops on these black people. I that were saw having, that. They were having a barbecue in the park, and this white lady calls the cops, and the, and the black people like confront her while she's oh, on the phone I, with I the cops. Yes. It's amazing. The internet is awesome. But uh, <laughs> So there's also Barbecue Becky. So you got Karen, you got Barbecue Becky, you got a, a couple different. There's a lot well, of Would Barbecue lot of Becky names. be a Karen? She's, she would be a Karen. Okay. Yes. Yes, Bubba. Correct. <laughs> okay. So Karen, I know, I know the stereotype. We would have called it Mrs. Kravitz. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Karen is modern day Mrs. Kravitz. And and I got nothing for these people. Mm. And you know what, because what it is, they're so shoot ready aim, they'll get something completely wrong. I've had Karens get on there with, talking about stuff on social media. They don't even have it right. Oh sure. And you know, they just and hey, just put them just put them anywhere near the homeowner association. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't. They live for that. If they can be, oh, I, if yes. they can get an IV of homeowner association, they take. It. <laughs> That's you it. know what I've noticed in the last forty-eight hours without my phone, I like people more. Yeah, really. It'll do that to you. because does, I'm off social media. Oh, that's true. Yeah, well, yeah. Social media make you dislike folks. It, it will. Yeah, we need to go to a ball game before you get that other phone back. That time he was speeding around the SEC championship game, looking at their. Y'all phones. had good seats too. Yeah, I know it. There was nothing wrong with what we were doing. I wish that the championship game was this weekend before you was going to get a new phone. Would you would go, Greg? You were right. This is much better. Would you prefer for Hams to not have him one again? Phone. Be Guys, I, I will be honest with you. If I didn't have uh, to communicate, I if I didn't have to do social media for the show, if it wasn't a big part of my job, yeah, it's a pretty big part. It is. Would you be open to a flip phone with no internet, no anything? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I mean, if if my job didn't call for it, right? I'm not talking. You move that away. Like yeah. you were just in your, oh yeah, yeah. You were yeah. just a normal life. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. And you realized I really just need to be able to call. I want to be experience. able to get to the internet and look up things because I don't know near as much as I thought I did. Very helpful. Yeah. yeah. I've been called out on that, too. Yeah. Don't go to that. Try to think of it first. I know. Bottom of the hour. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Hey, this is Phil Robinson out of Duck Dynasty. You're listening to Rick and Bubba. Pay attention. Phil Robertson will be our guest this Thursday, uh, and will be over Memorial Day weekend. Catch Rick and Bubba University. Phil Robertson, our guest. If you missed last weekend, uh, we interviewed Coronavirus Truth and Lies, and we interviewed Dr. Williams about this, uh, um, a man who's in the medical field, has been practicing for many years, and has written a lot of op-eds. Some of them have gotten all the way to Washington, uh, saying, look, um, I'm not sure I agree with the way this COVID-19 thing is continuing to be implemented, uh, and we'll... We interviewed him this past weekend, so if you haven't seen it uh, or heard it, be sure and go and grab that from this past weekend. Bubba, we had a guy, and I guess he just he crumbled under the pressure, or if it was something to do with his phone, then call us back. There was an anonymous caller, and he was on hold willing to talk to us and said his wife is a Karen. All right, if your wife is a Karen, you can call in anonymously and share. Yeah, and he was going to, and it's like, I don't know if he just got gripped in fear and and, and <laughs> he, hung, down. And he hung up thinking somebody she knows will recognize my voice. Uh, you can change your voice if you want to. Uh, but You know, I haven't cared and walked in on him, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look there's, there's a lot of Karens out there. So, it, sir, if that was you, please call back. We'll try to protect you as best we can. Um, but, but, I mean, in order to, to solve problems, sometimes you've got to first admit you got one. That's right. Right? That's right. Cook's Pest Control, teaming up with Rick and Bubba, loving it. Cook's Pest Control and Centricon, the unbeatable combination. If you're worried about termites, they can handle it. But more importantly, if you're looking for you know just the whole problem with pests and critters and, and all this, they can help you, uh, and they do a tremendous job. We use them completely here on the program. And they'll give you an evaluation of your home, of your home or your business with no obligation for you to use them. They'll just say, Here's the issues we see. Here's how we do the ongoing maintenance, and then you decide if you want to use them or not, and I think you should. We love them. So go to cookspest.com or rickandbubba.com under the Sponsors button. Then you can sing with us. Looky, looky, looky. Here comes Cookie. Cooks Pest Country. 
All right, so yep. he's, he has a call back. So I, I thought we had somebody mm. want to talk about his wife being a Karen. Mm. <laughs> I think Bubba's right. She walked in. Yeah. No, I know. He got shut down. No, no, no. You're, you're probably all over that because he, he was about to be, I mean, he was about to be big man and all this. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> talking all talking talk it up. And um, all right, so you, you look into other, other parts of the country where, you know, you know, if you go out and elect, Communist. Guess what they'll act like when they're in office? Communist. Communist. <laughs> and de Blasio is a communist. Okay, oh, we, yeah. we all know this. So now, you know, New York City, uh, now Wild Bill is discussing why he needs over $7 billion, billion in the coronavirus stimulus package uh, on, uh, on Sunday morning futures. It says, as the state beaches begin to open for Memorial Day weekend, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said that all city beaches will remain closed and he is threatening to put up fences to keep people off the sand. Now, wait mm-hmm. just a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait a fence. Wait a minute. <laughs> just hold now, a chain link minute here. Bubba, hang on just huh? a minute before you put that first post down. <laughs> but, but now, I thought. And what is that for? I thought the all-loving, all-caring, far, far-left you know, commies in our country, mm-hmm. they believe that fences, you know, they, 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 that's, that's as, uh, as mean and and is racist? Isn't that racist? I mean, you can't. I think it is. So, so while Bill de Blasio says, I don't want people on the beaches because I don't think it's safe. So to be sure that unsafe, sick people don't get on his beaches, he wants to put up a a fence. Rick, can I give a, a you fence? Can I give you a couple of comparisons to the four largest states we have in our country? Mm-hmm. You have California with about 40 million people, Texas with 29.5, Florida with 22, and New York with 19.5. Okay, those are our four biggies. State income tax, California 13%, New York 8%, Texas and Florida 0%. Okay? The status of their state budget, California $54 billion in debt. Say it again. Billion. Billion. New York, $6.1 billion in debt. Texas, Florida, balanced. Okay. You see you see our trend here? Well, and this leads to Trump. Now, now the Texas and Florida are pretty much open now, too. Mm-hmm. And um, currently in California, you have no to dine-in restaurants, no to barbers, uh, no to churches, no to gyms. Same for New York. Um Texas, Florida, I have listed as open for dining and restaurants, open for barbers, open for churches, gym still closed. That's the only thing still closed, according to this chart. So this is why Trump is saying to Wild Bill de Blasio, when you say you need $7 billion in federal stimulus aid because of the coronavirus pandemic, the president fires back and says, I'm not about to take the taxpayers' dollars and bail out states that are, to Bubba's point, uh, trying to use this crisis to make up for their years of mismanagement. Yeah, now there there are some legitimate costs, but mm-hmm. what they're wanting to do is basically justify a way to raid the, the taxpayers' money to balance their budget for years of misbehaving. Well, what about bad what, what I what I would say to Wild Bill De Blasio? What about those people that just want to go? They're trying to get on the beach for a better life. They they just want to get out on the beach to have a better day. If you, I mean, who, who are we to decide who can get on the beach and who can't? If you're 6.1 in debt or $54 billion in debt, uh, it seems to me you'd want to get business open pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's putting a fence up. 
Mm-hmm. What if people just want a better life? Now, why there? why did we shut down? Flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. How, does, know, how does the fence help here? I'm I'm confused. Don't overwhelm the hospitals. And plus, we know now above, and they even narrowed it down, 77 degrees is where below that where the virus lives. Over 77, it, it messes it up. Yeah. Can't transfer By out. By the way, public. don't forget how many times they've changed their team. They've right, tried to convince us it can make it in hot weather. Let me go back to this again. All right, so New York City, their hospitals were never overwhelmed. They didn't hardly at all use the ship. Well, they they, did, they, they had a scare, but the the what we what we put up more than covered it because they didn't use it that much. That's right. They didn't use it, but also this, they did not use the tent hospital at all. They did not use the arena that was converted into a hospital right. at all. So they claimed, you go back to what you said, we said 14 days to flatten the curve and not overwhelm the hospitals. I heard the people in our state the other day, you know what our state hospitals are at? About 50%. Yeah. So the hospitals have not been overwhelmed. Uh, and That's a good thing. Yeah, and, and we, we see. We should be happy about it. And that. we're flattening the curve, which means that was the agreement we made, and you've said this before, and others are trying to say it. There was never an agreement that no one would ever get sick again, and no one would ever. We, no, we, we, we must we must achieve zero people with COVID. That was never the deal. No, that wasn't the goal because it's unattainable, it's Rick. It's yeah, unattainable. It's impossible. We were trying to keep hospitals from being overrun. Mission accomplished. Great job, America. Now let's go back to work. Melanie in Calhoun County. Hey, Mel. Welcome to the program. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Good. I'm doing great. How are you? We're I'm great. good. What you got? Go ahead, Mally. Go ahead. You're on. Hi, Rick and Bub. I enjoy the show when I'm driving. Thank you. Um, just, just got a quick question. I'm about your guy, you guys' age. I'm um, 56, um, and I, I'm dated. When you talk about bewitched, but I, I was thinking about, uh, you know, if I'd been powdered a little more as a child, I probably would have think uh, I would thought would have thought that uh, Karen, the term, would be a little sexist because there are men out there that do the same thing. Well, but you still got to call them Karen because they're acting like women, right? Oh, yeah, oh. Well, by say, the way, did oh, your husband like call that. a minute ago? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I'm sorry, Karen well, stands. You can say that, you know, I'm, but I'm Look, not married. We didn't, but anyway, <laughs> we didn't make this up. We're just reporting, right? Okay. Oh, by the way, Jim's open today in Texas. Unless <laughs> it's all. I've open. never heard the term term Karen, but you know, you remember Colonel Bellows from My Dream of Jeannie? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always tattling and nosy. But in all fairness, in Bewitched, we didn't say anything about Mr. Kravitz. We said Mrs. Kravitz. Well, it wasn't yeah. it yeah. wasn't Abner that was up in the window with the binoculars all the time. Yeah. He he was he was done with Gladys too. Yeah, yeah. he was. Boy, he had a tough time with her too. <laughs> I mean, so if a, if a man is acting like uh, that, then they are still a Karen. <laughs> it applies to male and it's female. It's a term that's stuck, I'm afraid. Especially and if now. your name is Karen, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, look, it's the same thing. There are a lot of stereotypes that go with certain names, but that doesn't mean everybody's that way. Right. That, I right. mean, Blair and Karen's not like that. No. I mean, no, I don't know. Let me take that back. She may be. <laughs> well, she, she'd straighten you up now. Oh, buddy. Huh? Oh, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll come back. Your phone call standing by. More of you talking about some of the things we've mentioned, and we'll get to your phone calls when we come back. There's lines available if you're trying to get in. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Our website, don't forget, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com, all the information there. Don't forget to shop the Rick and Bubba store. Well, it's a great place to shop for Father's Day. More to come on that. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass. 
the gravy, please. Rickin Bubba, Rickin Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Here we go, 10 minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is the number. Uh, so let's take your phone calls. Let's, uh, let's start with uh, Amanda out of the great state of Alabama. Amanda, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you today? I'm good. How are y'all? Fantastic. Good. Okay, so the the answer to the woman before y'all before me, she was talking about um, what's the men version of a Karen. Yeah, they are called Chad and Kyle. <laughs> Chad and Kyle. <laughs> Funny. Chad and Kyle. Don't be a Chad. Okay. Don't be a Chad. Yeah. Is she saying Chad and Kyle? Kyle. Chad and Kyle. Kyle. K Y L E. You can be a Kyle or a Chad. Either one. And I'm actually married to a Kyle, and my brother-in-law is a Chad. <laughs> oh, you, are you had to be getting? Are so, you a Karen? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a Karen. <laughs> so let me ask you this: So, Lifer. like, I remember coaching little league. So, yeah. so I the like Kyle it. and the Chad was the one that was always. You know, reporting something or doesn't like the way something's being done, and I never. Yeah. The worst one I, I can ever remember is when a guy came down on the sideline during a game. I'll never forget that as long as I live. And and, and I, I remember saying to him, "You are on the sideline during the game talking to me about your son. You are you are literally on the." And he was like, "Well, no, no, I said, no, we can't even get to that. We got to talk about the fact that you've come out of the stands and somebody let you. I don't know who let you. Have a seat, Kyle. You've come out of the stand, Kyle or Chad." And you're standing on the sideline asking me about your son right now? I think it's going to hurt the mm. phrasing if you don't zero in on one name. I, I agree. agree with that. I got to go with Kyle. You like Chad or Kyle I like better? Chad, I like Chad better. Chad, Kyle. Of course, Chad's better. The that. way we talk, Chad's better. Hey, look, don't be a Chad. <laughs> you know, I'm, See, I'm, don't but, be a Kyle. But listen, would you Chad. want it to be a Kyle because Kyle and Karen? Don't be a Kyle mm. and Karen. Mm, don't be a Karen and Kyle. Mm. A yeah. family. Yeah. Hey, wh- wh- hey, hang on a minute. What, Kyle? What do you got for us? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to test it. I know. I like it. <laughs> we continue. Uh, let's go to Phyllis, Gulf Shore, Sunny 105. Hey, Phyllis. Hi, this is Phyllis. I'm heading. I'm in Foley, leaving uh, Gulf Shore. Mm-hmm. was there all weekend. It was amazing. It was crowded, but every group of people, they were six feet apart. Every tent, every chair, you know, group of chairs. Even at the hangout, same way. Very crowded, but everyone was six feet apart. Imagine, did you draw the circle on the beach around your yes. chairs I saw on TV? Mm. <laughs> no, I did not. Guys, well, when I'm on the beach, uh, let's say I go down with the I'm family. I'm trying to get six feet I don't go up next to somebody anyway. Who know, does I've never that? Done that? I'm trying to get away from I'm you. I'm trying to get at least 10, 12 feet from, anybody, they, from um, anybody. Yeah, look, when they the see me on the beach, I usually stay six feet uh, apart. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was that time when kids tried to roll you back in the water. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they, but they, but you, it was who could get there first. Quick, hurry! We need help. Kids, help! Is there a marine biologist there? <laughs> go, this beluga whale's in trouble. <laughs> All right, so the, let, let's 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 go back. He's got a golf ball in his blowhole. <laughs> let's go back to this though. Imagine, Greg. Imagine the people that can walk around and chew gum can actually go to the vastness of the beach and actually stay away from each and other, and not just pile on top, and actually like go to the y'all. beach. I've never seen except people who are together. Strangers just piled up in a big yeah. pile. You got six feet's not that far. It's really not. It's not. <laughs> it's not I'm not, six. And by the way, who came up with that? Hey, listen, it's not who, that far. who came up with that? I know. Where'd I they know. come up with six feet? 
Yeah, because it, seven's could, too much. Five. I tell you they why. Couldn't because sell, I, they couldn't sell twelve. You're right. You're right. You're that's right. True. You know where they came up that. with six feet? Because keep in mind, if you've seen Fauci, he thinks that's tall. You know what else? That's about the width of an aisle in a store. Let me tell you where I'm on Fauci. Yeah, he's been a bit. I'm done with Fauci. A couple. I haven't given him zero yet, but he's down to about a two. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm watching him close. Ben in Starville, 96 1. not come out with some vaccine with his name on it. I'll tell you. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Hey, Ben. Hildren. Hey, I want to tell you, I'm an elected official, third term uh, conservative here in Starkville. And uh, what's in the background of Homeland Security Emergency Management? But what's supposed to happen on a local government level is you're supposed to follow the governor's orders. And what you're seeing is local government come out. And I know we've had it here, and I even got the director of the ICU to come to our local board meeting last time. He recommended to take the mask off. And my question is, all everybody down the board is, who are y'all referencing? I'm getting the medical professionals to show up, and they're saying one thing, and, and it seems that everybody's an Internet expert now. And uh, so what you're seeing, instead of a state where all cities, Alabama would be an example of Mississippi, where all cities are following the same protocol, it seems that each and every local government's just taking things upon themselves. And that's not the way it's supposed to happen, but that's what's happening. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on. And, and again, the mass thing, guys, I'm going to ask, there's two questions I'm going to ask. Has anybody seen the Surgeon General? What happened to the Surgeon General? This, and this, mask on. This he, was, he was very prominent in all the meetings, and he's kind of disappeared. Because the last time uh, I, I checked, he's appointed by the administration, correct? So the Surgeon yeah. General yeah, is appointed. from the president. So yeah. when, like, like when you go, hey, you got these appointments to make, somebody says, who do you want to be Surgeon General? Trump has a Surgeon General. I can't think of his name. But we don't appoint Fauci, right? Fauci, who's Fauci? How did Fauci ever become the voice? No, I, I think the president can uh, fire can. or change that job, too. But what I'm talking about is... He, he's in charge of the infectious... What is it? National where, infectious something, something. You know what it's like? Like, you, you got to put on your uniform, which we always thought was odd. Jerome and, Adams. Yeah, and, and you're, yeah, the, Jerome. You're, yeah. You're, the, you're the Surgeon General, okay? This is supposed to be your time to shine, and it's like he's not getting to shine. It's just, I mean... I mean, it, why why are we not getting updates from the Surgeon General? We did or are we? And I, we just, I hadn't seen it. I never seen. No, him. he was he was in a lot of the pressers for a while, and then he's kind of. I haven't seen him in a while. Be on one. See, I can't answer because uh, I was dialed in, and ever since Fauci became a bip to me two weeks ago, I've completely left all press conferences. Remember the Surgeon General what about in the beginning. Scarfs, you like her? You, you mean no. I like yeah. I like Burks. You yeah, you, you remember Burks? But yeah, I like. You remember when we first came Burks? out? What about C. Everett Coop? Burks. C. Everett Coop. He used to get to be on all the. Oh, he had that weird I beard. think the Surgeon General, Rick, is health and whole, and then the you, you go to uh, Fauci's department, and that's infectious okay. disease. I got, I got it, you. but if right. I'm the Surgeon General, I don't ever get to talk about infectious diseases. Yeah. I mean, I thought I'd get to talk about all medical. Do y'all remember I C. Everett bring Coop when he used to wear them little white <clears throat> sailor outfits? Imagine and that being kind of fun. And that Amish beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I'm talking about, go back to this again. Jerome is a lot cooler looking. I work <laughs> hard. I'm Jerome, yeah. and I get work hard. And I say, hey, Trump, I want to be Surgeon General. Got me a uniform. I don't know why they have a uniform, but they do. Okay. Pretty sharp. With yeah. a hat. It's too. a nice looking uniform. Looks like a sailor. And all of a sudden, it'd be like you saying. It's like Salvation you, Army. It would be like somebody saying, hey, Rick, you are appointed my my administration's sports guru. You report mm-hmm. on all sports, but not football. 
I'm like, wait a minute. That's when I really got to be sure. Well, it would I mean, be like having a sports. This one out. Rick, it would be like hey. having a sports czar. Then you have a football expert, a basketball expert. But then the sports czar get to talk about football? At least bring well, he all, could talk though. in general and introduce the football. When's the last time you heard the Surgeon General get to say well, I, anything? You know, I guess I, what happened I'm trying to, to him? think when the last time I saw a – I catch one, you know, about every third day. The last time I saw the Surgeon General get the floor is when he told us not to wear surgical masks. <laughs> Straight up. That's been a while. Yeah, and then somebody said, eh. But now I'm gonna tell you the surgical mask things back and forth. It, 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 you, it, they're starting to make some disagreement. On I'm that just thing. glad Kevin Harvick had one on in Victory Lane where he was the <laughs> only person himself. standing. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Nolan in Tuscaloosa. Nolan, go ahead. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rick and Bubba. I'm a first time listener here at the University of Alabama. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, a road tag. I just wanted to say. I just want to say that, you know, you guys are completely right that the plan was to flatten the curve. And especially being at the university, being in my early 20s, you can't expect these students not to work and save up money for the next year trying to put themselves through school. Yeah. And all the restaurants on campus that are a staple of the university, you know, if we don't support them and if they don't get back being open and putting people back to work, how are we supposed to have the same universe we all love and know? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. We, we've gone too far. We've done what we want to do. People can practice the social distancing as long as they want. Restaurants have been open. If look, And we don't even fault what we did based on what we knew at the time. I fault, what we knew at the time. I fault how long we did it. I wouldn't I, do it again. I know no, that. No, if we had well, the we same. even went along with a two-week extension. Then we said, hey, enough. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you in the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.